Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Bat Around. I am Zach Goodman without Paul Valley this week. He is on Cromwell Bridge Road coming here. He's getting here hopefully soon. About 10 minutes is what I heard from him. But we do have Paul Valley on the line at the moment. Paul, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? I can barely hear you, but uh, I'm good to go. I'm about perfect, five perfect. minutes out. Zach, uh, arguably, no, not arguably, this is the biggest show in the history of my hosting the bat around. I would agree. And Cromwell Bridge Road strikes again. Yeah. Construction using a helicopter holding up traffic uh, from three <laughs> different directions. I sat there not moving, not joking, for 15 minutes before I finally got to go. Okay. But... Me being stuck on Cromwell Bridge Road is far from the story today. The story, Adley freaking Rutschman is here. He got the call up this morning. He is debuting tonight for the Baltimore Orioles. Zach, you and I already have our tickets. The excitement around Birdland is palpable. Zach, tell me what went through your head when you saw that, that message from the Orioles this morning that Adley is here. I think the first word that came to mind was finally, right? Like, this is something that we know should have happened before. He should have been here on opening day, frankly, if he wasn't injured. Uh, We know Adley Rutschman's been ready, frankly, for a long time. So, finally was the word that came to my head. Finally, this happens three years in the making. Uh, the, the number one overall pick that finally debuts for the Orioles. Catching Kyle Bradish, that's pretty awesome. I love that aspect of it, too. I, I think, you know, it, it probably should have been yesterday, but, you know, I, I, I don't know why it wasn't. I'm not sure the thinking behind that. Maybe Mike Elias saw Anthony Bemboom come up in those extra innings and ground out and think, wow, I really could have used a hit from a catcher right there. That's personally what was going through my head. But, look, this is something that, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming, and I'm glad it's finally happening. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I think that what we saw was they wanted Rutschman to catch back-to-back games and four out of five, five out of seven, something like that. And that's essentially what he did. Last week he caught Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, was off Friday, then caught Saturday, Sunday. This week he caught Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They gave him off Friday. That's a lot of games to catch. I think what their plan was was to have him catch all those games, give him the day off last night, and bring him up today. I don't think Anthony Bembooms had bat in extra innings last night had anything to do with it. Probably not. If, if, if I know Mike Elias, and look, I don't know Mike Elias from Adam, but if I'm <laughs> just the way I've seen how he works, this was probably his plan all along, to bring, yeah. up on, bring him up on a Saturday, have him catch somebody that he's caught before in Kyle Bradish, see what he can get out of Kyle Bradish. And look, he's debuting on a Saturday when people can make it out to the ball game. Right. The, the things that I question is, one, how do you not market this better? How do you announce the day of that he's coming up? Agreed. Two, a little odd that he's debuting on Preakness Saturday. You have all these people going to Preakness, going to the infield fest there at Preakness. Uh, it's a little strange to me that they would do it today, but look, Zach, you and I, like I said, we have our tickets. We will be there tonight. Uh, I, I really... Beggars can't be choosers. Adley's yeah, sure. finally here. Adley's finally here. And uh, 
you know, I guess it's never too late. Just so happy to say that he's finally here and we're going to get to watch him play Major League Baseball tonight. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I personally, I could not care less about Preakness. Even if it was, you know, even if I got free tickets, I might not, not even go. Like, I, I could not care I've less about been. a horse racing competition that, frankly, means nothing in my life. Um, but, it, look, Adley Rutschman... Especially when you consider that the, the horse that, run, that won the Derby... Is not even there. ...isn't racing. There's not, there's not even a chance at a Triple Crown. Right, so, right. I, Adley Rutschman's a story today. Right, Adley Rutschman's a story in Baltimore, and I assume you'll get a pretty good turnout. I'm thinking... Hopefully, 30,000 at least. I would hope that would be the case because Orioles fans have been banging on the door for Rutschman for such a long time, and I, I feel like you know, if you're an Orioles fan, this is some kind of moment that you can't miss, really. Um, and there's a lot of people that are I've already seen that are very excited for Rutschman, but obviously, even in the last two or three days, just going to the ballpark, and some people are saying, "I'm going to protest and all that." And like, people are excited about this. This is a a very revolutionary moment for the Baltimore Orioles. We hope so. I mean, obviously. Rutschman has, has a lot to prove in the majors. He's proved nothing thus far. But as you know, just a, a prospect, there really hasn't been much better to ever come through the Orioles organization. Manny Machado is probably the last guy that you can say uh, is, is similar to a guy like Adley Rutschman. So this is a huge moment. We all know what this means, and it's it's going to be really exciting to be there. Well, I'll tell you, even with Manny Machado, Manny Machado, I, when, when he got called up, my thought process was it might be too early. The kid's 19, about to turn 20 years old. Right. He was only hitting 266 or 267 when they called him up yeah. after hitting 256 the year before. So sure. it's not like he was tearing the world apart uh, down at the minor league level. I liken this to Matt Wieters. I remember yeah. when Matt Wieters got the call and they announced it four or five days ahead of time. I went down to the ballpark and bought my tickets with my buddy. Uh, and We made sure that we were there. That's the last big-time hype that I can remember coming from this franchise for a prospect. And, I mean, look, what we're seeing tonight, and you mentioned, you know, there's, like, there's excitement around the ball club. You look at how they were playing before Mountcastle, Arias, Hayes, and Mateo got hurt. Well, Arias, Hayes, and Mateo are back. Mountcastle's being activated before tonight's game. You were getting the dream lineup that you envisioned for opening day, and you're yep. getting that tonight. And, oh, by the way, the Orioles are coming off of back-to-back walk-off home run victories against two of the best teams in all of baseball. The excitement around this team right now is palpable. You can feel it in the, in the air. And now you throw Adley Rutschman into the mix with that, with, with now Mountcastle coming back, the lineup that we're going to see tonight, and Kyle Bradish, one of your top pitching prospects on the mound. I can't think of a more exciting day for Baltimore sports. Oh, by the way, we're also going to have Orioles number three overall prospect Gunnar Henderson on the program at 11 o'clock today and Mike Bordick at 11.40. Like I said, this is a huge, huge show, and it's just a huge day in Baltimore. Yeah, it is, and and Rutschman will be facing off against Jeffrey Springs tonight, who is a left-hander for the Tampa Bay Rays. So we will see Rutschman from the right side uh, in his major league debut, which will be kind of interesting because that is, I mean, he, he's pretty equal from both sides, and the split show he's pretty equal. But I I personally think he's a little bit better from the left side of the plate, especially power wise. Uh, so it will be interesting mm-hmm. to see him uh, face off against the lefty tonight. Well, yeah, and it seems like most switch hitters generally are better from the left side, and I think that that really just comes from the fact that there are more right-handed pitchers out there. Right, So right. you do it more often. Sure. Uh, but look, Rutschman's one of those guys who the, the hype around him and the prospect status that he has 
we expect him to hit from both sides of the plate. And he also just seems like one of those guys who who's going to rise to the occasion tonight. And I, I expect to see in his first big league game, his first big league hit. Um, coming for the Orioles tonight. I would agree. I'd be surprised if he didn't. I mean, we remember what Manny Machado did, a triple in his uh, first first major league hit, and then the, the night, night two he hits two home runs in the left field. I mean, it, it, these guys come up, and they're so amped up, and they're ready to go, and they want to they want to prove themselves. And I, I expect Rutschman will get at least one hit tonight, maybe more. Maybe he gets a, maybe hits a home run. Maybe he hits a double. We'll see. But Adley Rutschman is finally here. It's time. And it's interesting they bring him up on a Saturday to face ta- the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 23-16. and 16. They're a good team. The Orioles walked him off last night, but this is a good team. The Orioles are bringing Rutschman up to face, so it gets him in against good competition, um, and right away, he's going to be seeing some really good arms both in the starting rotation and out of the pen. They are a, really a fantastic team across the entire board, um, and they, they easily could win the AL East if it isn't the Yankees this year. Yeah, and, and let, let me ask you something. What do you expect? Look, the Orioles pitching staff has kind of come back down to earth a little bit here recently, sure. which we expected. We didn't expect them to pitch to a three and a half ERA all season, but they certainly uh, they certainly held their own. And then with Adley Rutschman in the fold, what do you expect him? To, what do you expect his impact to be on this pitching staff? I, as far as a defensive standpoint and calling the game and receiving and blocking and doing all of those things, I expect a, a sizable increase in production from all of those standpoints. Um, you know, Rutschman is a guy who we've talked about many times as a potential gold glover in the future. I, I think there's a great chance he can win a gold glove very soon, um, year two or three, I don't know. But he's a guy that is it calls a great game and pitchers love throwing to him. And that's what's really important. And Kyle Bradish, it's a guy he's pitched to before, um, or he's caught before, excuse me, and Bradish is a guy he knows. And like you said before, I think Mike Elias definitely put this as part of his thought process, that you know he's catching a guy who's caught probably many times in AAA um, and even before then. So there's a little bit of familiarity there. Um, and Rutschman just helps out every pitcher he has because he's such a good receiver, calls a great game, good blocker behind the plate. The guy is, is definitely a standout to defender and that's all aside from the bat obviously so it's just it's going to be amazing to watch him actually work behind the plate and like I said on last week's show if you look at the statistical numbers on baseball savant Robinson Chirinos and this is about two weeks ago I got the stat so it could have changed by now but Robinson Chirinos was the worst framing catcher in baseball at the moment two weeks ago so you know Rutschman obviously again it's going to be a sizable increase in production there when it comes from a defensive standpoint oh absolutely and if you look at, at Rutschman's uh, overall numbers. You look at, at his pitch framing ability. I can't remember who we had on Glenn Clark Radio this week who said that, uh, uh, no, I think it was Keegan Aiken who yeah. was on the other day who said that Adley leads all of minor league baseball in strikes stolen. Wow. That's a huge stat. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge stat. And this yeah. is somebody who I just think is going to overall really help this pitching staff, really help this offense. And hey, look, Zach, I mean, it's getting. It's getting exciting here. This is a team that's ready to turn a corner, I think. I would agree. And, and you can even see the opponents starting to, to realize that. Like Kevin Kiermaier saying last night after the game that, you know, the Orioles really haven't looked like this yet. Like, this is the first team that Kevin Kiermaier has played against that really put some, I guess, some scare into them a little bit. The Rays can see that the Orioles have definitely taken a step and that they are a significantly better team than they were from 2018 to 2021. There's a significant difference here. And not that the fact that they're competing yet, but that the fact that they're competing soon. I think that's what Kiermaier wanted to get across, and I think it's it's ultimately true. Oh, absolutely. And, and look, you look at the record at this point in the season, the previous two full seasons, 
And the or, uh, the Orioles' record is actually worse right now than it was then. It was. But you look at how, how this team is playing and the competitive nature right. in every game. They're in every game. There really haven't been many games that they haven't been in. Right. This is a far better team than we've seen the last three years. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. And you look at the, the margin of victory for a lot of the teams they're losing against, and it's one or two runs. And that's the biggest difference the Orioles have made is that they're, they're playing in closer games. And you have to play in some of these closer games if you're going to want to become competitive in a few years. That You have to show that you're, you can fight with the big dogs, like the Tampa Bay Rays, like the New York Yankees, the guys that are always at the top of the AL East and the top of the American League. You have to show that you can stay within one or two runs with them. And, it, you know, look, I'll take a loss if it's one or two runs. That's fine by me. That's not entirely heartbreaking. Like, that, that's showing to me that you're competitive, you're in the game, and that you're, frankly, a lot closer to competing than you were in 2018. I mean, if you remember in 2018 and 2019, they were getting blown out nightly, sometimes, like, by 12 runs. I mean, there were nights where I would go to games and they'd lose. I, I remember a Yankees game specifically where they lost 16-2. to two. I mean, they would get absolutely destroyed some nights, and then they'd play some close games, and of course they'd win a few here and there. They won 47 games still in 2018. But if you look at it, they're winning at a, or they're losing at a, a much smaller uh, margin than they were back in those, these earlier rebuild years. Oh, absolutely! You look at uh, you look at the the second and third game in that four game series against the Yankees recently, uh, just before this series, they lost each of those games by one run, and they had an opportunity. Right. They had the winning run on second base uh, against the against the Yankees in game two. And they had an opportunity in game three, and they're, they're playing these games tight. They're tightly contested, and you know they're showing that hey. They're going to have a say in this thing before it's all said and done. And with right. that, Zach, I am here, so you can take me off the line. I'll be in in just a second. Perfect, perfect. All right, so Paul is here. He's coming into the studio in a second. We will get him all hooked up and ready to go. Um, but if you look across this roster, I think, you know, Trey Mancini is one of the guys I wanted to talk about with you, Paul, um, as you, you sit down and settle in here. Trey Mancini, his batting average is up to 298. His OPS is 754. He's starting to hit homers. I think Trey Mancini is one of the, the big reasons that they've been in a lot of these games lately, and the, the margin of victory is smaller. It's because Trey Mancini is really turning the corner and becoming that guy, not so much power-wise, but becoming the guy that we know is a hitter. Um, and, and he's becoming, frankly, just a lot better than he was at the start of the year. Well, yeah, and you, you look at what Trey Mancini was doing in the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. His hard hit rate was, was up there, and he wasn't having anything to show for it. He hit a ball 105 miles an hour off the bat, and it right. would get, get caught. I think at one point, he had seven, like early in the season, like two weeks into the season, he had seven batted balls at 100 miles an hour exit velocity or higher, yeah. and one of them had fallen in for a hit. Right. And now you look at him in the month of May, and I think he leads the American League in batting average and is second in on-base percentage uh, this month. Look, the power hasn't trans- translated. I think he's got, what, three, maybe four? Three home runs. He's got, he's got three home runs. The power will come. Don't don't negate the fact that you have that big wall in left field, although only he's only been robbed, <laughs> I think, once or twice so far by, once, yeah. by, by that wall that we know of. Um, but, yeah, Trey's numbers... Are getting back to what we saw in 2019. He's hitting the ball with yeah. much more authority than I think he did at any point last year. Uh, you look at what Austin Hayes is doing, becoming that play. Austin Hayes is becoming a game changer. He is right, right he before is. our eyes. He, he's he's a difference maker in that lineup, and then it's that's going to kind of take some of that pressure off of Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins knows he doesn't have to carry the load anymore. Right. He doesn't have to carry this team on his back like he did last year, and he can go out there and just be Cedric Mullins again. Right. You know, and then you have Mountcastle coming back, then you slot Rutschman in. 
into that order. Mateo's bat's coming around. Arias has hit into some bad luck, and you know that that luck's going to change for him right. just like it did for Trey Mancini. And now you're starting to look at this lineup, and you're like, oh, by the way, Anthony Santander's coming through huge recently. Yes. Looking like the 2020 version that we saw. And, and, and you look at this lineup, and really, your only hole at this point is honestly uh, Ramon Arias. Yeah, and, he's your and, hole. And he was arguably your best hitter last year. Right. Your best hitter with runners in scoring position. Had, a, 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 I think, a 110 uh, weighted runs created last year. Yeah. Uh, this lineup is the best lineup that we've seen in Baltimore in probably five years. I would say, yeah. I, I mean, since the days of Manny Machado and uh, you know early 2018, where they still had some of the the stars on the team, like Adam Jones and Manny Machado and, and Jonathan Scope is still there at that point. Outside of that, this is the best lineup they've had. You add in Adley Rutschman, and you get a guy who's probably going to be batting sixth tonight. I would assume he'd be batting sixth. And that's a, a more balanced lineup, a frankly way more balanced lineup than you've seen in the past. And I think Tyler Nevin's going to get a lot of time, too. He's a guy who I don't know if I classify as a weakness, but he's been okay so far. His OPS is 609. He's not, he hasn't been bad. but it, he's, he's something like six for his last 15. Yeah. And, and that's, eight that's, for his last 24. Right. And he, he started off a lot worse, for sure. And there are some holes once you start factoring in guys from the bench. Of course, Chris Owings is, is terrible. Um, anytime Robinson Chirinos plays uh, and, and catches, then that'll be a hole because Adley Rutschman's not going to catch every day. He should play every day, um, whether it's at DH or first base or, or catcher, but uh, there, there are some holes once you start factoring in some guys from the bench, but if you look at the lineup they're probably going to roll out tonight, I would say I would agree with you. Ramon Arias is the only hole, and if you look at the baseball savant numbers, he's been hitting the ball hard, just into bad luck, and that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely, and you, uh, you have to wonder how many days does Chris Owings have left. They're numbered. They, 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 they've got to be. Uh, this is a guy who is 7 for tw- seven for 45 now. Uh, uh, 6 no, for 43. Six, 6 for 43 with 20 strikeouts this season. Yep. Uh, uh, what are we doing? I, what, are, what are we doing me. with Chris Owens? Uh, Roof Neto Door, you know, God love him. I'm not his biggest fan. But at least he's coming up with some clutch hits every now and again. He had a, he had a big pinch hit single the other night against the Yankees. The big pinch hit two run single against the Yankees when they won five nothing on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. The walk off home run last night. At least when he comes up there, you know you have a chance. Yeah, not a huge chance, small chance. But you've got a better chance than you could possibly have with Chris Owings right now. And look, yeah. it's nothing against Chris Owings. I don't know the guy personally, so it's not personal. This is strictly no, no. Chris Owings as a baseball player. You're not giving me enough. No, six for four. 43, what is that, 125 batting average? That is 140. A 140 batting average with 20 strikeouts and 43 at-bats. Right. That doesn't cut it in any league, man. I, no. I, I'm, I'm sorry. But we, we got we got to make a move here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who would be the guy. Well, it's got to be Richie Martin. He's, I, hit, he's hmm. hitting close to 290 down in Norfolk. Yeah. You know, he'll give you roughly the same the same defense that Chris Owings gives you. And Richie he, Martin will probably give you 205 at the plate, probably. I don't know, man. He had a big spring, and he's been and he's been hitting well down in Norfolk. I, I don't know that you can sit there and say that he's going to hit two oh five. If he can hit two thirty, two forty, yeah, that, that's, that's fine. Sure, especially because he'd be more of a bench guy. Sure, and, unless they really just don't want to, they want him to play every day. If they want him playing every day in Norfolk, I understand why he wouldn't be here. But who's he going to play in place of? He's not playing in, fr- in front of Rios. He's not playing in front of Mateo. Uh, you, I, he's not going to play third base. For no. uh, for Nevin, especially the way Nevin's hitting and the power profile that Nevin has, no. so his I, I'm really looking at a guy like Richie Martin, and he's a utility guy. 
He he's right. he's a backup infielder who gets to play twice, maybe three times a week, and I think that's okay. And and I and yeah, I know I for sure, at his age, what he can do defensively, his speed, and the bats been playing better than Chris Owings has. Uh, he gives you more than Chris Owings does. I, oh, I I agree hundred percent. I I think Richie Martin's a better player than Chris Owings is, and and Chris Owings is a, at this point. Chris Owings used to be a very good. player. He was he was, but Chris Owings has shown me absolutely nothing so far as in his tenure as an Oriole. And I don't want to say I, I don't want to jump you know ship from too quick, but I, I I haven't seen enough, and I haven't seen him really do anything that gives me a chance to think that he could stick around on this team for a little while. And I get he's a utility infielder, but you also can't have your utility infielder being an automatic out. An automatic out is different from a guy who can't really hit. Chris Owings is well beyond can't really hit. I mean, 140 with a 288 on base percentage, that's that's really bad. Like that yeah. is that is exceptionally terrible. So Richie Martin's you, batting average is 280. Right. Exactly. In, in AAA, but still, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I mean, what would Chris Owings be doing in AAA? Right. Probably now? hitting like 240. Yeah. Most likely. Right. So so it, it's time. It's time, but Let's not let that take away from the fact that Adley Rutschman is here. He's here. And this is <laughs> this is just like, I was at the gym this morning, and mm. I got the notification that said, Orioles roster moves 521-22. And I opened it up, and it says they've selected the contract to yeah. catch your Adley Rutschman. I was like, there's no, where's the pomp and circumstance? Yeah. Like, like where's the video of the manager saying, hey, you got the call? I got the, uh, have you seen the hype video? I did, but yeah. it was like 15 seconds. It was our right. yeah, It was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I talked a few weeks ago about how much I wanted them to market this and how I thought this was such a big opportunity. I don't know if the day of is doing that correctly. Yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, I, it's, it shows to me that Mike Elias doesn't care about that stuff. Well, I don't. That's not his job. He get he cares about getting his best players to Baltimore when he deems yeah. they are, when he deems yeah. they are ready. And for all the ire, all the hatred that's been spewed at Michael Elias, and I've been guilty of it recently because I just didn't understand why Adley wasn't here on Monday, and yeah. in, in more so why you wouldn't tell anybody anything about it when everybody's talking uh, about that right. date and you don't even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And then you you get it to the point where now the fans are, are saying, oh, this is a money thing. This is a Super 2 thing. Why would yeah. they call him up before the Super 2 at this point? Well, now he, he's called up two, three weeks before the Super 2 thing even becomes a thing. So right. that we know now that that was never a, a consideration. Because most likely they're going to buy out the arbitration years anyway. And it you won't matter. It won't matter. You would think. So, uh, look, it, it's, a, it's a big day in Baltimore. Again, Adley Rutschman, if you're just tuning in, Gets the call from Norfolk. Anthony Benboom de- uh, designated for assignment. If he clears waivers, I'm sure he'll go catch at Norfolk. Sure. But Adley Rutschman making his debut tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays with yep. Kyle Bradish on the bump. Later on today at 11 o'clock, another Orioles top prospect, the number three overall prospect, Gunnar Henderson, is going to join the show. Zach, he's got a better slash line at this point in his double-A career than Bobby Witt. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. They, were, they were drafted in the same draft. Bobby Witt, number two overall. Mm-hmm. Um and um, Gunnar Henderson, the Orioles' second overall pick in yeah. that draft. He was their second-round pick. Gunnar Henderson's a full year younger. A full year younger than Bobby Witt. Bobby yep. Witt's birthday is June 14, 2000. And Gunnar Henderson's birthday is June 29, 2001. He's a full year younger than Bobby Witt, and he is tearing the cover off the ball. One of the things that I'm the most impressed with is you look at his numbers from last year, and he got on base at a decent clip. 56 walks last year, 143 strikeouts. Yeah. He didn't play last night. Fast forward to this year, 33 walks, 26 strikeouts. The improvement 
the improvement in, in his swing decision and his pitch recognition mm-hmm. is otherworldly. Yeah. You just don't see that from a player that young. He's 20 years old. He's legit. Very you, you, legit. You don't see that from a player that young. And on top of that, they've had him playing shortstop. They've had him playing third base. I think he's really taken to third base. And, I, you know, and, that's, and that's what I've kind of thought all along, is that the, the defense plays better there. And, and yeah, the glove has been solid. The arm is strong. You, the, his flashiest plays, it, when you see them, are from third base. Sure. And we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to Gunner about all of that and more. Just want to remind you guys while uh, while Zach gets Stan on the line that today's show is brought to you by the Baltimore Police Department. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. That's bpdrecruit.org. The highest wages of any police department in the state. So go ahead and uh, check out bpdrecruit.org to join the Baltimore Police Department. Orioles last night, their second consecutive walk-off home run victory. After not recording one uh, since August 11th, 2019, the day that I got engaged in a luxury suite at Camden Yards, and rear rear ears hit the walk-off home run. rear ears rear rear ears uh, hits the walk-off home run there. Um, that's now a distant memory. Anthony Santander, the walk-off three-run homer on Thursday, and Ruth Nettodore, the walk-off two-run home run last night. On the line with us now is Stan, the fan, the man, Charles, Stan, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? I just read the news about Mr. Rutschman coming up. Yeah, so we, con- can stop, we can stop wringing our hands about that non-story, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Stan, what was, in, in your mind, was this always the plan for him? I think the plan really, you know, in fairness to the club, was to, to bring up a healthy and as healthy uh, uh, Adlai Rutschman as in game shape Adlai Rutschman as they could bring up to give him the optimum chance to succeed. And they must have had some some sort of number of at-bats they wanted him to have and some number of games catching they wanted him to have and make sure he was you know, not, not damaged right now. And I guess, uh, that all came, came about. I, I do think there was probably a little feeling like, you know, with the Yankees in town, that would be too, a little too much hubbub, you know, so to speak. And this is a, uh, but he's going to get thrown right into the cauldron against one of the better teams in the league and, uh, a team that runs a good bit. And uh, and then have to go to New York and play at Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park, two of the most uh, iconic uh, named stadiums in baseball. Stan, do you find it a little odd that they would debut him the same day as Preakness, and that they would an- and that they would announce the debut the day of instead of marketing it a little, a little bit better? No, not really, not really. All right, moving on. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I I just think we can overthink this thing till the umpth degree. I don't think the Preakness was in Mike, Mike Elias and Sigmaid all. Uh, I don't think it was in there, you know. But, hey, let's let's do it. It'll really be exciting, you know, in the Preakness. Um, you know, I, I think they uh getting a couple more home games in than they would have. I'm sure there will be some tickets sold tonight, um, you know, when people find out about this, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure that the um, – Home attendance when they return against what is it Seattle? Seattle next next week. You know, I think there'll be a 
a little bit of an uptick uh, there as well. Stan, what does it say about Mike Elias and Sigma Dell and how they how they run this organization, how they run a baseball program that they seemingly didn't care about the marketing aspect of it, about letting people know they they said they in their minds were. When he's when we deem he's ready, he's coming. We don't care when it, when it is. What does that say to you about how they operate? I think they're extremely patient. Uh, you know, I don't think overly so. I mean, again, we all know that this this debut probably would have taken place, and you and I have talked about this, Paul. Mm-hmm. I think we we agree that August or September of twenty twenty one there was a good chance he would have made his debut had we not had the pandemic. Right. You know, and uh, so the, it took, it took a great, trust me, it took a great deal of patience, whatever you think of, of uh, Mike Elias, it took a great deal, it takes a great deal of patience to go through this without jumping at every turn to, to try and augment the, uh, the player pool and, and sort of, go out of bounds as to what your parameters are in spending right now. So I think it's just, it's time, you know, there really wasn't much, you know, much more for him to prove. And, and then, Stan, you look at this impact that he could have on this team. And, look, we don't expect Adley Rutschman to come up and be an MVP caliber player as soon as he steps foot on the Major League Diamond. But... We expect him to be better than what we were getting from Robinson Torinos and Anthony Bemboom. And I think that you can look at this lineup now with Mountcastle expected to be activated before today's game. Hayes is back. Arias is back. Mateo is back. And now you have your starting catcher, your, your, your gold star prospect in, the, in that lineup. How much better does this lineup get? And more so, how much better does this pitching staff get with a guy like Adley Rutschman coming up and being behind the plate? Well, in, in fairness to uh, Mrs. Uh, Chirinos and Bemboom, I think we saw the answer to that, uh, you know, and that's what our cover story is really about, is the impact uh, that Rutschman, because let's not kid ourselves, um, this kid, Jared Kalenic on Seattle, yeah, I won't say he was the number one prospect in baseball, but he is, He's up there. you know, He's struggling mightily, you know, hit, hitting, I think, 140. Oh, he got or sent back down. This year. No, I know, I know he got sent back down. That's my point. Yeah. Bobby Witt is, for all the hubbub about him surrounding his debut at the beginning of the season, driving in the winning run opening day, he's hitting about 220. Yep. Uh, Julio, Julio Rodriguez has really straightened out and is up to about 270, but he had a rough first month of the season where he was in the 100s. So let's not kid ourselves and say that Rutschman is 100% going to defy those odds, and he'll be hitting 315, you know, two weeks from now, and that's what he'll hit. Um, he's going to hit in the major leagues. I have no doubt about that. He's going to be a productive catcher offensively. But the real, the real reason, I think, that Mike Elias took this kid, aside from the, those kind of numbers he thinks he can put up at the major league level, is the difference he can make as a team leader uh, and a, a pitching staff jockey. Uh, I'll call that. You know, yeah. I, I just think I think it's very exciting for Oriole fans, and uh, my plans changed. I wasn't planning to go to the game tonight, but I'll be there tonight. 
Yeah, Zach and my Zach and mine and my plans changed tonight as well. We will now be in attendance for the game as well. Some pretty damn good seats I got us. Oh, uh, uh, too. really? So, so yeah, yeah. So we're <laughs> we're pretty excited about that, Stan. And uh, look, this is a this is a big day in in Baltimore as far as prospects are concerned. And we saw Matt Weeders and the hype around him, and then Manny Machado, and even to a lesser extent Ryan Mountcastle a couple of years back. Where do you put him? Put Adley Rutschman as far as his prospect status and the hype around him when it comes to Orioles prospects. Uh, I put it up there with, you know, probably more more interest than Weeders. Uh, about, I, I would say it's about the interest level that Ben McDonald brought to the table back in, I think it was '89. Yeah. You know that he came up. Um, I mean, this is this is a, this is a pretty big deal, you know. And uh, um, listen. You know, I, I've tried to always say how this this turns. It doesn't turn on a dime that a team goes from being a pretty bad team, which the Orioles have been since the first 20 games of or 30 games of 2018. Uh, it doesn't turn on a dime that all of a sudden they jump back up and are a 90-win caliber team. Right. But, but the the first thing this team has done this year has been become competitive, mm-hmm. you know, and and play some entertaining baseball, you know. Win or lose last night, that was an entertaining game well, that's because a beautiful game. because they battled back. They you know they got some good pitching at key times. You know that's what's been impressive to me this year is that for the first time in four years now they're playing very competitive baseball. You know, and that and that only to me they become even more competitive with this guy catching four or five times a week. And Stan, let's let's talk about this team as it currently stands. We saw how well they were playing through St. Louis, and then you had the Mountcastle injury along with Arias and Mateo and Hayes, and then the offense went dead silent, and they lost six straight games after winning that series in St. Louis. Now you have Hayes, Arias, and Mateo back in the lineup. They've won back-to-back games uh, with walk-off home runs. The two games prior to that, they had an opportunity to win. They lost both of those games against the, the best team in baseball right now by one run. Now you're getting Mountcastle back today. You're getting Rutschman in the middle of this lineup, and they're starting to play better, exciting baseball again. What is the ceiling for this team this year? Now, look, we know they're not a playoff team, but it's hard not to get excited when you see what's happening in Baltimore right now. No, I think the I think the goal is obviously you want to win as many games as possible as you can, but the goal is to play fundamentally sound baseball and 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 watch watch and see if this guy has the impact a lot of us think he can have on the pitching staff. You know, I mean, I just go back again, not to beat dead horses, but with Chance Cisco and Pedro Severino as catchers on this team, it, it, it's not that surprising that the pitching was horseshit, okay? Because the guys catching them were that. You're they not really wrong. were. You're not wrong. Stan, where do yeah. you where do you expect Adley Rutschman to? Or, or where we? Let me let me rephrase the question. Where would you bat Adley Rutschman if you were the manager of the Orioles? If you were Brandon Hyde, where would you put him in this lineup right now? I I'd probably ultimately see him as a number two hitter. Sure, I do too. But yeah, but I don't think that that's where he starts tonight. I think he could bat seventh or eighth tonight. Yeah, my guess uh, was going to be six. Yeah. 
I was interested. Uh, six is yeah. Six is probably six or seventh is probably the right spot. For but him. then, well, if Mountcastle if Mountcastle plays tonight, then I think it might be it might be seventh. If Mountcastle's fair, yeah. still out, it's six. Gotcha. I think I think keeping him away. I mean, look, they could do whatever they want with him now at this point. Uh, but I think. Seventh is is sort of the spot that says, "Hey, no pressure on your kid." Sure, you know, you start putting you sixth. It's a little bit, but you know, again, he's a switch hitter. That's a that's a factor late in the game. You probably want him up before you'd want Mateo against a tough right hander. Yeah. You know, so six probably seventh. Good shot too. All right, Stan. Now, number now another prospect for the Orioles, number three overall prospect, Gunnar Henderson, is tearing up Double A pitching right now. Uh, I just want to tell you guys one thing that I heard last night, and yes. and, and I don't think I'm going public with it. Uh, I'm not going to say where I heard it. Somebody thinks somebody that's close to the organization thinks we may get another surprise tomorrow. Grayson Rodriguez. I, I, That's, uh, there, there's, there was, uh, the, and the person, cause I, you know, the person I, I heard this through and I didn't hear it directly from this person. He didn't say he's coming up, but he said, I have a feeling that we could have a surprise with him on Sunday, making his debut on Sunday. Well, Stan, and that would be, that would be a pretty powerful one-two punch <laughs> as the club goes on the road, you know. Stan, it would stand to reason. His last start, he gave up three hits, mm-hmm. three walks, no runs, 11 strikeouts. He threw a season-high 87 pitches, pitched into the sixth, and he got to finish yeah. that order a third time through. Yep. Uh, th- th- he doesn't really have anything left no. to prove. And if you can debut Adley Rutschman on Saturday and Grayson Rodriguez on <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, I definitely cannot make that game tomorrow. But uh, that is just something that is – this city collective tops would completely blow off. It, it, it's This is something that, like, we've been so excited to see right. for so long now, and it's finally happening right before our eyes – what level of excitement do you anticipate if that is the case and we do see Grayson Rodriguez make his Major League debut tomorrow afternoon? I think it's fair to say I'd be a little bit more excited than watching Spencer Watkins. (laughs) And I I do think that it's telling, Stan, that Rodriguez was pitching every sixth day down in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. And then after... after Watkins' blow-up start in St. Louis, suddenly Grayson Rodriguez is on Spencer Watkins' pitching schedule. They both pitched yes. uh, on Tuesday. So, and then Watkins wasn't particularly. Well, those sharp things on are Tuesday. very adjustable. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're. I, I don't think they've had that. You know, first of all, we don't know that it's happening yet. We don't. We so, don't. you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't micro. You know, go through that with a fine-tooth comb. You know, it, it'll be when they. They deem he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is that when mm-hmm. I saw that, he, that Rodriguez was starting on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, that was the first thought that went through my head. And then when he went right. out and dominated the way he did, you can't right. help but think, you know what? This guy's probably ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so the question is, you know, if he does pitch tomorrow, then do they hold him until until they come home? 
I wouldn't you know, think so. Or, did, or does he pitch in Fenway Park? I think he pitches in Fenway. I, I would think okay. they'd keep him on the, the regular yeah. schedule. I'm not sure they would make a amend of that for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Three, six. It would be seven seven days between starts. Yeah. If he, uh, yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Three, six, seven. It would be eight days between starts. So he'd probably start in Fenway. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that he would start in Fenway. Now, we're, we're going to get back to Gunnar Henderson here in a minute. But since we're talking about uh, pitching prospects, D.L. Hall last night really really struggled. You know, they, they, they we saw on the on the broadcast that he had 30 pitches at 98 miles an hour or higher. He had a handful at over 100. He had a, like 14 at 99 plus. Um but he, he the the results aren't there. Yeah, you can throw as hard as you want, but the ERA stand is up to 652. Are you at all concerned? He uh, no, look, look, it's only been two or three starts down there, but he hasn't dominated like we hoped he would. Uh before last year, he was ahead of Grayson Rodriguez, he seems to have fallen behind. Do you think he's put too much emphasis on throwing as hard as he can and instead of trying to pitch? Um, possibly, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see him pitch, so uh, I th- I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen him pitch. I'm not sure. But uh, I'm not worried about him because, to me, at the, at the end of the day with D.L. Hall, the worst case scenario is they turn him into and they turn him into Josh Hader, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that you'd like to see with that four pitch mix and and the fact that he's shown an ability uh, in the past to be a starter. You'd like to see him in the rotation, but if he turns into Josh Hader and then you still have Zimmerman and Rodriguez and Bradish and Tyler Wells come through and the means comes back, you're not hurting as much to have DL Hall become a a lockdown reliever. Still hoping against, still hoping right now that he ends up being a prominent starter for the Orioles now and in the future. And now getting back to Gunnar Henderson, Stan. The most important, th- the most um, impressive thing to me about Gunnar Henderson, we saw it last year: 143 strikeouts, 56 walks. He still had that great ability to get on base, but Stan, this year it's night and day. 33 walks to just 26 strikeouts at this point in the season. He's hitting over 300 with a on-base percentage above 450 right now. Better slash line right now in his career than Bobby Witt had at this point in his double-A career. And, oh, by the way, he is playing stellar defense over at third base along with shortstop. Uh, Do you think that he has a a promotion coming soon to Norfolk? And is there any chance he gets a cup of coffee at the end of the season? I I don't think he gets a cup of coffee as of right now. I would think in the next two, two week, two to three weeks he'll he'll be at uh, Norfolk. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I, I, Out, outside of maybe a month at, at Norfolk, you know, he'll be at Norfolk in a month. Yeah, I don't I, think. Uh, I'm not. I'm not uh, saying that I don't think there's a chance he could make the team out of spring training next year. I think there will be a chance of that. Um, if you're if you're betting right now, I don't think he breaks with the team next year, with the Orioles next year. I think he's sort of a, a, a sort of a late May call up next year. Yeah, and, and all but that... he is he is moving fast, and it's it's very impressive at the age he is. You know and that he's moved this quickly. One of the more impressive things, Stan, he is yet to face a pitcher that is younger than him at double-A Bowie. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He's one of the youngest players. At 20 years old, he's doing this right now. He surpassed what yeah. Jordan Westberg was doing last year. And, well, and honestly, a lot, you know, a lot of the buzz when they drafted him was that he he would actually be a better uh, offensive player than Rutschman, you know. Yeah, so. uh, than Rutschman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If if I mean that's what case. that's that's kind of what I heard when they they took him is they really think he he could be a really special offensive player. Well, and 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 that would make sense, Dan, because I think that what you're looking at with Adley Rutschman is they're probably expecting him to be about a two seventy five two eighty five hitter, and if you can get a better uh, and you can get more power and a better slash line uh, out of your shortstop or third baseman and Gunnar Henderson, and still get that production from Adley Rutschman. That's what makes Adley Rutschman so good. It's the it's the entirety of his game, not one thing right. above the other. It's the fact that he's so good behind the plate and then good enough at the plate. Uh, that makes him such a highly touted. Yeah, and the switch and the switch hitter. You know, now that he's here, that's a huge factor too. It just keeps your lineup. Uh, you know, sort of uh, not bulletproof, but you know, it's a tougher. It's once he gets established, it's going to be a tougher lineup for pitchers to get through because they're not going to have that that you know right side right side lefty lefty split uh, ability against him. You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Stan, finally, before we let you go, and I, I don't want to yeah. spend too much time talking about this, but it's something that came up this week. Uh, Aaron Judge and Aaron Boone called Oriole Park at Camden Yards, create a park and a build your own park because of the wall. And this is Aaron Judge whining after, instead of hitting three home runs, he only hit two in a ball mm-hmm. game that they won. Then Trey Mancini kind of echoed the sentiment, saying the hitters don't like it either, but it is what it is. How are we feeling about this wall at the quarter pole? And it, 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 do you really give two darns about what Aaron Boone and Aaron Judge have to say about it? Well, uh, you know, all, all I can give you is my opinion. Mm-hmm. When, when I go to the ball games right now, I find the, the game a little bit more real than it had been prior to this. You know, uh, I, you know I, I probably would have, Chopped a few less feet, you know. In other right. words, I probably would have made it a little bit shorter in that alley, but I, I, I find the game is much more interesting now. And yeah. you know, um, you know, we always talk about what's the most exciting play in baseball, and a lot of people always say it's triple. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the most exciting play in baseball, but I know it's an interesting play. Um, it's just I find the games more entertaining so far, you know. Yeah. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, uh, a total shocker that the club is pitching better because of it. You know, you can have a little bit more guts uh, in how you challenge hitters. And you don't have to worry about routine fly balls turning into home runs. Now, look, we've seen um, the Mountcastle double and the Aaron Judge double that would have been home runs in every other ballpark except for Camden Yards. But we've also seen flyouts to just in front of the warning track that would have been home runs last year that shouldn't be home runs. So, I, I, for me, and I agree with you, Stan, I don't think it's any coincidence that the pitching has gotten better because I don't think they're, they're as afraid to attack. And you just, all you have to do is look at Keegan Aiken and how bad he's been to how good he's been this year because all he's doing now is throwing, throwing strikes and attacking hitters. And, and, yep. and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he doesn't have to worry about giving up a 320-foot wall scraping home run. I, I don't think his, his turnaround has that much, as much to do with the stadium as it does to do with the whole mental aspect yeah. of, as I like to say it. And I, and again, I go back to Arthur Rhodes, which is what 25 
uh, 28, 29 years ago, and mm-hmm. my debate with Kevin Malone, I just think there are certain pitchers that need to come to the ballpark and be be on call almost every single day yeah. rather than have that four or five days in between starts where all they're dwelling on is is the pressure that they're going to have that one start. And that's what they spend. Instead of really working and focusing on being prepared, they spend it worrying, whereas there's no there's no time to worry when the, the phone down in the bullpen rings and they say, it's you, you know, you yep. just, all of a sudden the adrenaline starts going and you're in a ball game, you know, Absolutely. and I think that has a lot more to do with Aiken's success than the, than the ballpark. And, and Jorge Lopez to that extent also, and you see both I of think them the flourishing same, in that role. I think the same thing, you know, with him, um, his stuff plays so much more devastatingly over also over, over with him. It also is that he doesn't quite have the repertoire and the command to get through a lineup three times. But boy, if you if he only has to get through one time, and that hitter hitter has to react to a ninety eight ninety nine mile, mile an hour fastball and a curveball uh, that's devastating. You know, he's he's been really good, really yeah. good. They've both been flourishing in their role. Stan, can we plug anything yeah. for you before we let you go today? Uh, Monday night, we're going to have a, a little state of the uh, state of the baseball world, and it'll be interesting to talk to the uh, founder and owner of uh, Big League Chew, Rob Nelson, and our uh, good friend um, Adam Gladstone, uh, who had a recent uh, get together with uh, his old boss Buck Showalter when uh, the Mets were in D.C. Uh, Ross and I will talk to the two of them at six o'clock Monday evening. Our Thursday Zoom this week because of schedule issues, Don Zimmerman, the former head coach, of NCAA champion head coach twice with Johns Hopkins and also for a long time at UMBC, Don Zimmerman will be our guest as we preview the final four of the NCAA lacrosse world. All right, all sounds good, Stan. Hopefully we'll see you at the ballpark tonight. Uh, We'll talk to you, if not tonight, then next week, and you have a great time this evening, okay? All right, you too, guys. Enjoy it. All right, see ya. And that was Stan the Fan, Charles, who has two great shows for you every week. Every Monday night, Stan and former Orioles pitcher Ross Grimsley visit with a different guest from the world of baseball. And every Thursday night, Stan and Gary Stein chat with a different newsmaker from the world of sports. This week, Stan and Ross caught up with Bowie Bay Sox assistant GM Phil Rye and broadcaster Adam Pohl, while Stan and Gary chat with the Newtown Athletic Director Steve Eigenbrot. Find those shows under the videos tab at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash video. As Stan just mentioned, he and Ross will uh, catch up on Monday night with the founder of Big League Chew. And on Tuesday, Stan and Gary will catch up with ESPN analyst and former Johns Hopkins and UMBC lacrosse coach Don Zimmerman. Zach, you have something that you want to sound off on. Sounding off today is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. I want to talk about the Savannah Bananas. 
Paul, did you hear about this story before I sent it to you in the sounding off segment? Oh, yeah. I 100% know who the Savannah Bananas are. Yeah, but like they're, they're really gaining traction. Hannah Montana Savannah Bananas. <laughs> they're really gaining traction now on TikTok. This mm-hmm. is where they're, they're kind of blowing up. They're a baseball team who essentially travels the country similar to the Harlem Globetrotters and plays a bunch of exhibition games where they don't really play by the rules. They play by their own rules, which are essentially... In, in their words, not mine, to make baseball fun. That's the way they put baseball's it. Baseball's already fun. Baseball's already fun, but this is the way they, they like to play baseball. So they, they here's some interesting rules that the Savannah Bananas play by. Um, they sometimes play with their pants down. It happens on theme nights. That's one interesting thing. Uh, I'm if, good. If a foul ball goes into the stands and a fan catches it, batter is out. I'm good. Um, if there is a walk, the runner can actually try to advance the second base. So there are some things like that. that I mean, but, but they, you, you can already try to do that. Well, no, no, no. But like the, you can you can actually run around first base as fast. Like that's not really how. I mean, if someone did There's that. There's no rule that says you can't do that. I've done that. I mean, okay, fair enough. When, when, fair the, enough. when, when I got walked on the ball that got by the catcher, I ended up getting on second base. Be, I, I ran this. I never saw I've never seen someone in Major League Baseball do it. Neither have I, but you can. There's no rule that says you can't. Well, they do it all the time in this in this game, apparently. Um, there's a two-hour time limit, no visits to the mound, no bunts. So it's a, it's an interesting way of playing baseball that is very uh, different and, and kind of, um, I, I guess, radical is the way I describe it. It's, it's quite different and it's quite interesting. And... This team is taking the world by storm right now. Even Major League Baseball is starting to notice and say, hey, they have two and a half million followers on TikTok. This is a team that people are actually excited about. People are going to the games and filling the stands to see this team. Like It's it's similar to the Globetrotters where people are actually legitimately excited about this. And I think that MLB can look at this and what this team is doing and how they're attracting all this attention and start to take ideas from them, and not, obviously, we're not going to get as extreme as fans catching foul balls for outs or playing with their pants down or something like that. I mean, these are these are extreme ideas. But start to take bits and pieces here and there to try to attract the younger crowd. I bet you they get more engagement on TikTok than Major League Baseball does in a I'm lot sure of their do. teams. So they need to take pieces from what they're doing, and I don't know how to do this. Maybe hire some people from the team. I don't know. I'm I've, I'm not a wizard in figuring out marketing of, of baseball teams, but I think there's a good opportunity here for MLB just to take some pieces and say, this is how we can get the younger fan base involved, because there really isn't that much of a young fan base here in baseball. I don't know how they do it. I'm just putting it out there, and Major League Baseball is starting to take notice. They said wow. that in the article. This is a I, Yahoo Sports article, I, by the way. I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know the execution of well, it, and I don't it's, it's not even that I don't know the execution of it. If you have more than just one team doing it, mm-hmm. it's no longer a gimmick, and it's yeah. All right, I would. Uh, it, the, the, there's a reason why there's only one Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, okay? you're right. You're right. The, the, uh, uh, the Savannah Bananas, what you're doing, it's fun. I don't really care. I, I, I mean, like, like maybe, maybe if I had an opportunity, I'd go to a game. Mm-hmm. But I'd go to a game not expecting to see baseball. What they're right. doing is not baseball. It's entertainment. It's 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 entertainment. If you have multiple teams doing the same thing. And I'm not sure the Savannah Bananas want that. I think that the Savannah Bananas are quite content being the only team because that's how they make their money. That's sure. why they're so popular because they're the only other team. You start to oversaturate yeah. if you have more than one team. And how how is Major League Baseball going to do that? Maybe I, that's that's not... Maybe, yeah, maybe they, they air uh, a Savannah Bananas game on MLB Network maybe. every Sunday afternoon. Sure. Or something like that, or, or or on a random Tuesday when nothing else is going on, they they, they put the Savannah Bananas yeah. on. Uh, maybe they do that. But as far as having other teams to do the same thing, 
I just don't think it's marketable because, like I said, it goes from being a gimmick to just being a watered-down product. I, what I mean even more, though, is that MLB can take pieces and put them into their own rules and put them into their own playing style. Like, I, I mean, a time limit is something that... That's maybe the most no. interesting rule. No, no time limit. I think at some no. point, I think at some point it'll, it'll happen. No, I don't. I'm I pretty don't. confident. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. I'm, it's not. There's, one, there's one sport. I, I, there's uh, one sport that has a time limit. Well... well I, you can go into <laughs> oh, okay. Let, let me let me let me rephrase that. That's that's completely untrue. Uh, when I'm when I'm thinking of a time limit, it's you have soccer and you have ninety minutes plus extra time because of injuries mm-hmm. and, and stoppage and play with the t- with the clock still running. Yeah, uh, and you can't go into into sudden death overtime. Yeah, or not sudden death. You can't go into overtime. overtime. In the NFL, it's it's sudden death, but it's 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 a little bit. Different because there's more. I feel like there's more scoring opportunities. Oh well, yeah, right. In, in the other sports, baseball is an organic game. It's it, it, it's a, a game of ebbs and flows. You, yeah. th- you can't really put a time limit on it. The only thing you can do is really put it is put a pitch clock in there. And, and Which, even then, yeah. I don't want a pitch clock because I, I do personally. I'm, I'm I, in support. I, I, look, if if you have a pitcher that's taking. Over thirty seconds, it's taking thirty seconds uh, between pitches every single time. Yeah, find them. Say, say, look, you have. We're not gonna. I, I don't like the idea of giving a batter a ball that he didn't earn. Especially like, what if that happens with the bases loaded and two outs in the bottom of the ninth with your, with your team clinging to a one run lead and you have a three two count? Well, batter should have hurried up, I guess. <laughs> it's not on the batter. It's on. It's on the. It's on the pitcher for not throwing a pitch in time. That's a. That's a. That is a high-pressure, tense situation. Maybe you need to collect yourself and take a deep breath. All of a sudden, oh, no, that's ball four, game's tied, because you didn't throw a pitch in 15 seconds? Get out of here with that. If you're going to have a pitch clock, I'd like to see a different punishment than than giving a ball. But but as far as a time limit on Major League Baseball games, I play in a league that has a time limit, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. We've had we had a game this year where we fought back and scored five runs in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game twelve twelve, and we didn't even get to go to extra innings because we hit the time limit. Yeah, it sucks. There's no there should be no such thing in professional in, in professional baseball as a time limit. I don't uh, disagree. It's just um, what I predict might happen. But and some of these things that the Savannah Bananas do has no place in baseball. No, I, I again I don't disagree, but I I think there are small elements of the way they market themselves and the way that they're getting people actually engaged that MLB can profit off of. I think there are because there there is no secret. It is no secret that MLB doesn't have young fans. It's just the truth. It's not like it was twenty thirty. Well, years if, ago. if Major League Baseball wants younger fans, mm-hmm. then they need to do a better job marketing guys like that's exactly Fer- what I'm saying. Fernando Tatis and, and Ronald Acuna. You don't need to implement stupid things like being able to dance on the mound before you throw a pitch or being able to play with your pants. <laughs> Down. No, but my, you, you need to be able to market your players better, and that's something that baseball struggled with for uh, ever since Ken Griffey Jr. Um, stopped being the kid. But that's what I'm saying. They, you they can, you can figure out ways that how they market themselves and how they get engagement. Start doing it on their end. That's no, what I'm saying. Well, they they got to figure out. No, I'm just not so sure that it's the Savannah Bananas um, method of doing things, guys. We got to catch a break when we come back. Uh, shortstop and third baseman from the Bowie Bay Sox will join us, Gunner. Henderson, who's having a hell of a season. Today's first hour is brought to you by the Live Casino and Hotel in Maryland. Uh, the best place for the, to be for the playoffs and all the big upcoming events is the FanDuel.
Angeles Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Bet on every sport with 61 self-service kiosks open 24-7 and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. There are some huge events happening before the end of the month, including the NBA and NHL playoffs, the PGA Championship final round tomorrow, and the Champions League final and the Gervonta Davis-Rolando Romero fight. Reserve your spot in the FanDuel Sportsbook for all of these events right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com. This is the Bataround. Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with our popular Korean number two sauce, and take a bite out of the crunch burger topped with home run sauce, white American cheese, and house made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. Hey guys, it's Paul Valley, and there's a new era of Glenn Clark Radio as I've joined Glenn every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon. There will be some changes, but what won't change is the absolute best daily discussion of Baltimore sports. He's Coach Kevin Willard. Glenn, thanks for having me, and great talking to you. New Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, Rashad Bateman. Thank you, I appreciate it. He is outfielder Cedric Mullins. Thank you guys for having me. Trey Mancini. Thanks for having me on, guys. Mr. Marcus Williams, who's now with us. Man, I appreciate it. Happy to be on. Happy to talk with you guys. Ravens kicker Justin Tucker. Thanks for having me. Adley Rutschman. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. John Angelos. Thanks a lot. Good to be with you. Ryan Mountcastle. Thanks for having me on, guys. Marlon Humphrey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Quarterback for the University of Maryland, Talia Tungavailoa. Thank you guys for having me. He is J.K. Dobbins. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. The great Ray Lewis. Always good to be on. He is Mr. Cal Ripken Jr. Good chatting with you. You can watch us live at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. All right. Welcome back to the Bat Around on a beautiful, hot, and muggy 
Saturday morning here in Baltimore. Temperature's supposed to get into the mid-90s. So hopefully that means the ball will be flying out of the ballpark. Hopefully where uh, Gunnar Henderson is playing tonight, the ball will be flying out of the ballpark too. Of course, he needs no help with that. He is joining us now on the line in our studio. Good morning, Gunnar. It's Paul. It's Zach on the bat around with you. Thanks for taking a few minutes for us today. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are thrilled to have you. Gunnar, you are off to an incredible start this year, hitting over 300, uh, uh, an on-base percentage north of 450. To what do you owe your success to start this season? I feel like it's uh, just a work or a testament to the hard work that I've put in over the, the past few years and even growing up and just all the experiences that I've had in pro ball so far. I, I feel like it really helped me just to learn and um, set myself up for uh, some success. So glad to see it's paying off and uh, the work's just uh, just now starting. So, uh, Gunnar, you, you've always had a decent eye at the play. You had 56 walks last year, a solid on-base percentage. But you also had 143 strikeouts to go along with that. This year, it's night and day. 33 walks to 26 strikeouts, seven more walks and strikeouts uh, than strikeouts this year. Was pitch selection a focal point for you during the offseason, and how have you been able to put that into practice so far? I mean, I felt like growing up, I usually had a pretty good eye for stuff. And, like, through my first year in pro ball, I mean, being 19 and then turning 20 during the year, um, I mean, it was going to be, you know, you'll have some of those struggles. And, um, yeah, I just feel like having the experience of pro ball and just being able to really trust myself and trust all the work that I've put in over the years is uh, really paying off. And, and um, yeah, just really trusting myself and not trying to do too much or do something that uh, – I wouldn't be able to do so. Now, Gunnar, you played at uh, three levels last year, uh, and then you came in, into this off season, uh, probably hoping to take that next step. What were some of your goals coming into the 2022 season? Was AAA a realistic goal in your mind? Because it seems like you're on the cusp of that. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, my goal is to be in the big leagues by this year. So, um, I mean, I feel like I'm, I can do it, and I guess that's all I need is uh, just a self-confidence to be able to do it. But this offseason, I really just worked on uh, flattening out a touch at the top of the zone, and uh, that was pretty much the only swing thing that uh, kind of changed a little bit, but not too much, and um, I felt like it's paying off. I've got to some of those pitches this year, and being able to really do that and see all the work pay off that we uh, worked on in the offseason and uh, slightly during spring training, it's uh, really awesome to see. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Gunner. Uh, I, I think it's an awesome goal to to want to make the major leagues this year. You certainly have the talent to do it, and I think our, our fans and our listeners uh, like to hear that kind of confidence coming from one of their top prospects in the organization. And I'm sure you've heard the comparisons to Bobby Witt Jr. Now, you and he were taken in the same draft coming out of high school, although he is a basically a full year older than you are. Um, have you heard those comparisons and? Is there a sense of pride in that you have a better slash line right now at this point in your double-A career than Bobby Witt did? Uh, I haven't heard of him, but uh, just being able to see him uh, through high school and how he's doing now, I mean, it's incredible to see. It's such a young age, and um, hopefully he'll continue to tear it up up there, and uh, and hopefully I'll better go up there and compete against him here soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really awesome, and I'm blessed to be able to um, – be here and just have this great opportunity. I can't thank God enough for putting me in this situation and uh, blessing me with the ability to play. 
Gunner, uh, Zach Goodman here. Speaking of comparisons, uh, who do you kind of compare your game to? Is there a single guy out there that you really model your game after? Maybe a guy like Corey Seager, another shortstop. Is there someone out there that you really model your game after? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, uh, Corey Seager, who's been, who's, um, I've been like compared to throughout my yeah. years and uh, just being able to play, or not play against him, but see him play and just uh, how I play, I feel like it's, pretty similar and then we also have different sides of the game but I feel like overall we're very similar in the way we play and uh, just the way we do things. Gunnar, your defense has been highly lauded this year. Now you've spent some time bouncing back and forth between shortstop and third base. It looks to me like you've really taken to third base. What's your comfortability at the hot corner and do you have a preference where you play? Yeah, I mean it's just a tough situation for uh, for us because we have three or two other very good shortstops, and uh, Jordan and uh, Joey. So uh, we have to share the position. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting very comfortable at third because uh, play there a few more times. But that's the that's the hand that we're dealt. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I could stick it short, but whatever will get me to the big leagues faster is honestly which whichever I'll do. I'll happily do it. Yeah, and, and you mentioned uh, Jordan Westberg and Joey Ortiz. It's it's kind of crazy to have three starting caliber shortstops in the same lineup day in and day out. What's the relationship like between the three of you? Is there a healthy competition? Are you always pulling for each other? What do you what What is the atmosphere like there between the three of you? Yeah, no, we have an awesome relationship. We all cheer for each other. Um, Joey's even my roommate here oh, in wow. uh, Bowie, so. We all root for each other. We always want to see each other do the – we always know what they can do, but we always want to see the best from them. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's awesome just being able to see them work and just to see the way they can play shortstop is really fun to watch. Now, do you guys ever have that conversation about playing in the big leagues at the same time? We're watching guys like Adley Rutschman get his call. And we're going to talk to you about Adley here in just a minute, but we're watching him get his call. We're watching this team at the big league level start to turn a corner. Are there conversations there between the three of you about what it can be like to join this team and help this team get back to that winning formula that made them so successful in the past? Uh, we don't we don't talk about it much, but I think we all, we all kind of have that idea because um, I feel like we have that, that confidence in ourselves, just the self-confidence to be able to do that. And um, just the work. I know we, uh, we're we learning here in the minor leagues. to So whenever we get to the big leagues, we'll be prepared to be able to help produce. And I feel like um, we all know that and we come into each day with that, that kind of mindset is just to learn as much as you can and just to be your best self. No, absolutely. I think that that's the right way, right way to go around it. Now, you talk about wanting to make it to the big leagues this year, and I think back to 2012 when the Orioles had another high school shortstop who was, I know you're 20 now, but this uh, high school shortstop was 19. That's Manny Machado, and the Orioles brought him into a playoff run to shore up their defense. You're hitting better uh, right now than Manny was at that point in his career. What is it that you feel like you need to work on to make the Orioles say, hey, you know what, this guy's ready to, to take that next step? I feel like it's just getting experience in all types of situations, especially here in the minor leagues at the upper levels. Because, like you said, I'm still 20, and COVID year kind of messed up yeah. uh, another year of experience. But also, I got to get uh, work in the alt site, so I felt like it it helped in uh, ways. And then, um, just like I said, just being able to get the experiences of playing in situations like that, I felt like that would that would be something that they would like to see. 
Now, Gunner, there's a high level of excitement around the Orioles right now with the way that they're playing back-to-back games with walk-off home runs after not doing it for three years prior. Now they announced this morning that Adley Rutschman is coming up. Uh, You got to play for a little bit with Adley this year at Bowie during his rehab assignment. Was the hype as great as it seemed around him? What was it like having Adley down there with you for a few days? Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of my one of my best friends here in the org and like I spent my very first year with him. He was my first roommate there and just seeing the work he's put in from 2019 till now. And it's just paying off and I couldn't be more happy to see him get up there because he, he deserves it. And, uh, it's going to be really fun to watch and I just can't wait to see, see him do his thing up there. Yeah, I think that we can all agree about that. Now, Gunner, uh, is there a teammate of yours that's kind of opened your eyes a little bit that, that people aren't really talking about? You think that could could be another player that could be firmly in the Orioles' plans in the future? Uh, I mean, I really think Joey could be up there. He's just watching him work. I mean, I know he's talked about it a little bit, but he's just an incredible player and just being able to watch him go um, – each and every day, just watching play defense is really incredible to watch. Yeah, that's what we've heard uh, about. And we've watched, we've heard that his glove is big league caliber already. So uh, that that's yeah. not too surprising there. Now, Gunner, we know that you eat, live, and breathe baseball just about every day. You 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 have to. You're a professional. You get one off day a week, uh, and that's every Monday. What is Gunner Henderson doing on Mondays when he's not playing baseball? I would bet you everything that you would never guess what I'm about to say. Um, I was going to say golfing or hunting. Fishing was my guess. No. Uh, golf was mixed in there, but I haven't really played it that much. But uh, I've actually been getting into building Legos. Really? Like, really. Are, we, are we talking like these big like uh, scale city type of things? Uh, well, right now I'm building the... Uh, the Millennium Falcon, and it is <laughs> uh, 7,500 and some pieces. My God, man. That, and, and you know what the thing is? So I, I have like seven nieces and nephews. So every year I got to buy – our family, like we have to buy everybody Christmas presents. So Christmas in my family, you're buying gifts for literally 30 people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but you're spending the most money on the kids because that's who it's the most important to. And I go into a toy store, Gunner, and these Lego sets like that Millennium Falcon, they're expensive, man. It's a damn yeah. good thing that you're a professional baseball player, man, because I don't know how, how else anybody would afford these Lego sets. Yeah, you are correct about that. Uh, it, 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 how much, you don't have to tell me, but how much was that Millennium Falcon Lego set? It had to be 150 plus. Oh, uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot more than that. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Shoo! That's absurd, man. Well, good for you. Yeah, I just kind of I use it as kind of a, a getaway thing. It takes my mind off everything, that, and just play some, uh, some video games in it takes my mind off and I feel like it gets me back into like a calmer stage to be able to rest up for the next day. MLB the show guy? Uh, I have played a little bit, but also, I mean, uh, I played it last year and I just feel like I play baseball throughout the day. Yeah. I come home and that's not really more baseball. I think you had a uh, but, Diamond Dynasty card last year, if I remember correctly. Yes, sir, I do. I'm yeah. working on getting it right now, so I'm going to play a little <laughs> bit whenever I get go. that card. But. Very good. So so what system is your system of choice, and what games are will we find in your console? Uh, I'm a PlayStation 5 guy. I've always always been a PlayStation guy, and right now I've been playing a lot of uh, Apex Legends. Okay. 
Okay, I'm a, I'm a PlayStation guy myself. I haven't, I haven't made the move to go get the uh, PlayStation 5 yet. I just got my PS4 like three years ago, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't made the move for the PS5. I'll probably have to wait till that's till PS6 is on yeah, the cusp. Yeah, before. they're still backed up on that, and that was released, what, two, three years ago? So. Yeah, man, it's, and, and it's still like a $700 system. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Well, uh, so, so I take it uh, with the Legos. That's more, you're not a puzzle guy, right? It's kind of the same concept, but way cooler to do the Legos. You're not a puzzle guy, right? Yeah, no, I just felt like puzzles, as much as we travel around, and uh, these would be a little bit easier to, to move around. Fair enough, fair enough. Get, there might be some straggle pieces, but I, I found a way to just keep them in a, their own little section, and uh, they fall off, and I know which piece it goes to, or which part it goes to. There you go. There you go. Gunner, really entertaining stuff, man. Really uh, nice to get to know you outside of baseball there for a little bit. Uh, we expect your promotion imminently up to Norfolk. Best of luck to you the rest of the season. Thank you for taking some time for us this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. Of course, man. Hopefully we'll talk to you down the line. Good luck the rest of this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was Gunner Henderson joining us, talking about building stuff with Legos. I, I love this guy. He, he He's right. I never would have guessed Legos. A, a 7,500-piece uh, Millennium Falcon. And he's right. Those things are expensive. When I said 150 bucks, I think that's on the expensive side for Legos. And you said way more than that. Yeah. That's insane. That is crazy. That is absolutely insane. Well, you know what? Uh, hopefully, he's as good as, of a Lego uh, builder as he is a uh, ball player. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I don't it, think it matters. But it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. But hey, man, it, he has a career outside of baseball once yeah. he's done. Because he, like, he can build those scale cities. He can go work at Legoland. Yeah, he can, he can be one of those guys, <laughs> man. But uh, you know what? Hopefully, that's 25 years down the line, and we see him playing some Major League Baseball for the Orioles. That's a here. long career. And, and, well, I, I, I mean. Oh, yeah. I guess you got to factor in, you know, one year until he comes up next year, and then you got 24 years in the major league. Well, so. I don't think he's going to play till he's 40. <laughs> he, I don't think anybody's Tom Brady. I don't think he's mm. going to play till he's 40. Or, or Julio Franco, who Julio played till, Franco. till I think he's still playing. He was um, like 50-something, right? Or he, no, I? He, I, think he, I think he retired at 49, and oh, okay. I think Ricky Henderson retired at like 47. Rick, yeah, Ricky played for a while. Yeah, they, they both played for a long Or Nolan Ryan pitching for 26 I think Manny years. Ramirez is still playing down in the I DR, think he, I, I'm pretty I think, sure. I think he plays in Australia. Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. That's but, where it is. What are we even doing right now? I don't know. What are we even doing? But no, Gunnar Henderson, awesome to talk to him. One of the or they, one of the Orioles' top prospects, and uh, he could become their top prospect here later this year once uh, Grayson gets here and once hey. Adley graduates. Right. I mean, I I think he's almost up. As someone said the other day that he's going to break into the top twenty-five on most of the top one hundred lists, and I wouldn't think he's going to be that far behind Grayson. He's probably going to be like ten or eleven. Like he's that good. The numbers. I mean, thousand seventy-two OPS right now. Let's put that into perspective. Yeah. That's. I mean, the guy is killing the ball. I I almost can't see how you don't put him top ten. It's his whole game, and he st- he steals bases too. It, it, right. It's it's his whole game, and when you draft him in the second round overall, right, and you give him that money to forego a commitment to college and and join your team, yeah, join your organization. This is the player you hope he becomes. Now, look, right. he's still a far cry from doing it at the big league level, so we have to temper yeah, expectations. Somewhat. But this is one of those guys who you're watching him play, and you can't help get, but get excited no, for no, the future. You, you absolutely cannot. And I'm excited. I'm excited for Gunner. I'm excited for Adley. I'm excited to be at the ball. This is. Gonna be, I, I think I went to three games last year. This is going to be my fifth game I was going to say, I went to five last year, and I think I've already been at five this year. It's, I guess last year, beginning with COVID and everything, and it was a bit of a weird year, but looking forward to it tonight. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good time, and Zach's going to buy me a beer. I will. So, um, I will buy you a beer. Cause, cause what, what kind of beer do you want? You want a Bud Light? I want, I want one of those 
big fat oh, a Bud Light. Tall boy. I want one of those like 20, 20 inch <laughs> like like giant Bud Lights. Better bring like thirty bucks. <laughs> no, I mean, they're like they're, they're like ten, fifteen bucks. Nah, I got yeah. it. I, I got it. I got it. I'll buy you one. Anyway, the excitement, like I said a couple times in the opening of the show, it's palpable. What a day! What a freaking day! Here in Baltimore, it's our first summer-like day of the, the year. Euphoria over on this side of the table. <laughs> Adley Rutschman's debut, and the Orioles are playing great baseball. They're Euphoric. hitting even Roof Neto Doors getting in on the action. They're hitting walk-off home runs. We got horses racing down the street here later today. It's a hell Couldn't of a day. Couldn't kill us about that. I'll be it, honest. It, with you. It's a hell of a day here. Well, if Rich Strike were racing, it, it, I, it would be it would be something to behold. But he's not. So who the hell cares? Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, man, like. I'm just so excited. But we got a puppy last night. Oh, how's the puppy? He's he's cool. He he's <laughs> cool. He <laughs> he whines a lot because he's not yeah. used to his crate. And you yeah. you have you have to keep these dogs in their crates mm-hmm. legitimately for like eighteen or twenty four well, hours. When we got our dog, she cried all night, all night, literally the entire she night. Cried all night. It was it was. She, so when we got her, she came and she ran around the house for like three hours, and mm-hmm. she didn't stop. She just ran around the house. Then when, when it came time to go to bed, we turned the lights out, we put her in the crate, and she just cried all night. And I, it, it was in my room, so it was it was a brutal night. But she got used to it. Now she doesn't make a, a noise at all. Yeah, so he's he's just a little guy. He is eight weeks old as wow. of yesterday. He is yeah. just a little dude. Um, I'm really proud of him already because he, he came in the house and he couldn't climb a step. And by the end of the night, he climbed the entire flight of stairs. There you go. And then this morning, after I took him out for his walk, he came in the house and he ran up the stairs. As much as a little puppy can run up the stairs, he ran up the stairs, and it was awesome. Little Bruce (laughs) Wayne Valley. Should have named him Springsteen. Get the out of here. (laughs) I almost curse. That's how much I hate that. Oh, I love it. His name is Bruce Wayne. We just call him Bruce or Brucey or B-Dub. Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Uh, it's a it's a fitting name. He's he he's a cool little pup. Uh, he is rambunctious. Mm-hmm. He already loves all of his chew toys and he tries to chew on everything else. The cats didn't know he was there mm-hmm. last night, and Frankie, who's scared of everything, she didn't know he was there. She came she came around the corner, saw him, and froze like you saw her freeze. Yeah. And she noticed he was sleeping under a chair. And I have video of this. I've never seen her move so slowly. She walked as slowly as possible out of the room and up the stairs as to not wake him so he wouldn't mess with her. These cats are so befuddled by this dog right now. They're going to become his best friend at some point. But this is a baseball show, not the Bruce Wayne Valley Pup show. You you better let him go outside because he's born to run. Kill you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to get a break. Today's show is brought to you by the latest edition of Press Box, which is available now on the cover. Luke Jackson profiles now Orioles catcher Adley mm. Rutschman diving into where his passion for catching in baseball came from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress this season. And Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Shashevsky that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. When we got we, we got to catch a break when we come back in, the payoff pitch around the league and Orioles banter on the bat around. 
Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with our popular Korean number two sauce, and take a bite out of the crunch burger topped with home run sauce, white American cheese, and house made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com stan the fan here welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors the costas inn and everybody around baltimore knows the costas inn is a great place to go and grab crabs steaks salads soups whatever is on your mind to eat in person but did you know that the costas inn has upped their game they are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. All right, welcome back into the bat around on one of the biggest shows that we've ever had here. We've already had uh, Stan the Fan Charles and Gunnar Henderson, one of the Orioles' top prospects, number three overall prospect, uh, joining the show. And coming up in just a few minutes, Mike Bordick, Orioles Hall of Famer and former shortstop and current analyst, will join the program. But first and foremost, we've got to get to it, the payoff pitch around the league. In a back-and-forth game that saw eight runs score after the ninth inning, it was the Orioles who got the last laugh, to, last laugh as Ruth Nettodore hit the O's second consecutive walk-off home run to snap a 15-game losing streak to the Rays, 8-6. to six. Josh Rojas hammered three home runs, and former Oriole Christian Walker hit his 10th home run to lead the Diamondbacks past the Cubs, 10-6. Adam Wainwright tossed seven innings of one-run ball, and the Cardinals used a four-run six to propel themselves over the Pirates, 5-3. A night after hitting three home runs, Trevor Story added a grand slam, giving him 11 RBIs the last two nights and leading the Red Sox to victory over the Mariners, 7 to three. 
Jose Ramirez tripled, homered, and drove in three to back Aaron Savali, six and a third innings of one run ball. That run unearned as the Guardians took care of the Tigers, six to one. Hyunjin Ryu threw six shutout innings to pick up his first victory of the season. The Blue Jays won a pitcher's duel with the Reds, two to one. The Braves hit three home runs and three doubles while Charlie Morton pitched into the sixth inning as Atlanta stopped the Marlins five to three. Freddie Freeman had three hits and two RBIs as the Dodgers took down the Harperless Phillies 4-1. Eric Lauer threw seven shutout innings, walking none and striking out five, and Hunter Renfro had three hits and two RBIs as the Brewers shut down the woeful Nationals 7-0. Martin Perez notched a complete game shutout victory, striking out five and walking just one as the Rangers stymied the Astros 3-0. Jose Miranda had two hits and drove in two to pace the offense as the Twins held off the Royals 6-4. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani combined to go one for seven with five Ks, and Seth Brown had a two-run homer for Oakland as the A's defeated the Angels. Angels 4-2, and Manny Machado collected three hits to raise his average to 363, including a run-scoring double in extra innings as the Padres took down division rival San Francisco 8-7 in 10 innings. The White Sox and Yankees have been postponed. The makeup date has yet to be announced. The Mets and Rockies were also postponed. They will play a doubleheader today. We got a lot of games on tap, but not a lot of great games on tap. I usually say there's some great games. There's not this week, unfortunately, but let's get to it. White Sox at Yankees, 105 at Yankee Stadium. Dallas Keuchel, Nestor Cortez, pretty good pitching matchup there. We got, you know, Dallas Keuchel, who's looked to make a little bit of a comeback this season. He was bad last year, but Nestor Cortez, 135 ERA. So far for the Yankees. D-backs at Cubs, 220 at Wrigley Field. Madison Bumgarner, the lefty versus Justin Steele. Bumgarner been pretty good to start this year. The Reds at the Blue Jays, pretty one Sided matchup there with Hunter Green versus Alec Manoa. Pitching matchup isn't bad, but the teams overall at 3 o'clock will face off at the Rogers Center. Mets at Rockies in game one of that doubleheader, 3-10 at Coors Field. Carlos Carrasco will pitch, the, will pitch against the league's best pitcher to be determined. Padres at Giants, 405 at Oracle Park. Joe Musgrove, Carlos Rodon, as Rodon looks to build on his already good 3-4-9 ERA, and Musgrove will look to build on his 2-2-0. Mariners at Red Sox, 410 at Fenway Park. Chris Flexen, Garrett Whitlock, the two righties will go head-to-head. Whitlock having an awesome year. Not surprising at all. Whitlock maybe the best pitcher in that rotation. Dodgers at Philly, 605. Mitchell White, Aaron Nola. Mitchell White, 4.82 ERA, Nola 3.64 as the 26 and 12 Dodgers face off against the 18 and 21 Phillies. Tigers at Guardians at Progressive Field at 6.10. Alex Fayedo, the young Alex Fayedo, versus Shane Bieber, who's making a you know he's, he's making a little bit of a bounce back so far this year. Had some rough outings mixed in, but 3.72 ERA overall, not too bad. Not quite my uh, my Cy Young prediction though so far. Uh, Braves at Marlins, six ten at Lone Depot. Kyle Wright and Alicia Hernandez, two guys who you know have had mixed seasons. Wright as a two seven nine ERA so far. Hernandez with a six one five. Cardinals at Pirates, six thirty five. Matthew Liberatory will make his MLB debut versus Jose. I believe Quintana. it's Liberatory. Liberatory? No, it's Liberatory. Liberatory. That's just how I say Liberatory. Liberatory. Rays at Orioles as Adley Rutschman makes his major league debut, 7.05 at Camden Yards. Jeffrey Springs, the left-hander, versus the right-handed prospect Kyle Bradish. Uh, Rangers at Astros, 7.10. John Gray versus Justin Verlander as two vets go head-to-head there. Twins at Royals, 7.10 at Kaufman. Joe Ryan, Brad Keller, both having really good starts to their season. (laughs) Nationals at Brewers, 7.10. The lefty Patrick Corbin versus the ace Brandon Woodruff, who is not having an ace-like season, but he was unbelievable in 2021. That one in American Family Field. Mets at Rockies. Game two of that doubleheader at 840. Trevor Williams, who looks to kind of take over a bigger role in that Mets rotation with the loss of Max Scherzer versus the left-handed Austin Gomber. 
Final game of the night, Athletics at Angels at 9.07, Frankie Montas versus Michael Lorenzen. All right, very good, Zach, very good. Now, we're going to do something right now to kick off Orioles banter that we don't really do here. And, of course, it has to do with Adley Rutschman. I have not seen this. I have not heard this. It is 90 seconds long. The Orioles posted this tweet after our show started today. The moment Adley Rutschman's dream became reality, I'm going to play it for you on the show right now. DJ Stewart, man. DJ Stewart, the first one in there to congratulate Adley. There's DL. Oh, man, that was cool. That was cool. You could see it Mm -hmm. on Grayson's, uh, Grayson's face. You could see it on Adley's face. That he he's sitting there and he's like, "Are you kidding me? L- like like they're still worried about workload. Let's get this thing going." Yeah, I, I love the way the manager. It was Buck Britton, Buck Britton, who, who, who broke who broke the news to Adley that he's coming to the majors, and, and he did it so perfectly. Yeah, he did it so perfectly, making him think. Like, look, man, your time's coming. It's just not yet. Yeah. It's just not today. And then he says, "You're going to the big leagues. You're going to Camden Yards." Can you imagine? The euphoria that came over Adley in that moment. I think you're feeling the euphoria over that. I think, Dude, I think I'm you're watching feeling it. the experience. It, it, it's, it's so cool. I don't know if you... Uh, did I have a big S-eating grin on my face as I was watching that I, video? I think you've had one on your face the whole show. Dude, but not, it, not, 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 I'm not blaming you for it. I, I'm in the same way right now. It, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's, it's so cool, man. And yeah, you can make the argument that he should have been here on Monday, that he should have been here two weeks ago, that he would have been here on opening day if he hadn't hurt himself in spring training. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, the top prospect maybe ever for the Baltimore Orioles, is here. And Buck Britton breaking him the news, his teammates coming in. It wasn't just DJ Stewart. There were like eight teammates that came in and jumped around with him. It's it's awesome, man. It's I'll never experience... When, when my wife said yes, when I asked her to marry me, maybe... More than likely, when I have kids, I'll experience something like that. This is his dream. Why are you just assuming the Orioles aren't going to call you up? I don't know, man. I might, <laughs> my my pitching. I got hit around last week. Uh-oh. Uh oh, the ball was wet, man. I got, draft stock has fallen. Yeah, man. They. I don't think they need me anymore. I. We're not, nobody's looking at you anymore. Can you imagine what a guy like Adley Rutschman can do for me on the mound? Can you imagine? I. 
No comment. Because my bat ain't getting me there. <laughs> no, my bat no ain't getting me there. Maybe, maybe this old right wing of mine has a few major league yeah. innings in it. There's, you, uh, there's sa- few, there's no a few few pitches. I can I can strike you out, Zach. That's I, I, I'm I, I'm sure look, of that. We we gotta go. We we gotta make this happen. Uh, I, I don't we, know. We got some time. Do they were going to the game? You live up you live up near me. You we can, we you, do. We can we can go to a field and I can throw you some pitches. I'm man. playing some golf, but I do have what gonna, today? Yeah, but I'm gonna get back decently early, so we could always meet at a field if that works for you. You're me. not getting back. Where are you playing? and what time? Uh, well, I'm only playing nine and oh. down uh, in Montgomery County, but it's oh. only about an hour away. Not too bad. From here? Uh, no, from my from my house, roughly. Gotcha. Got- I don't know, man. What is- we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how we're getting to the game. Um, yeah. at um at another. I'd love to face you. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> I- I'll strike your ass out. Probably will. I'll you probably strike your will. ass out. Um, but you also haven't played in what? Yeah, it's been, four, it's been five th- years. About four years, yeah, roughly. Yeah, so I'm not. Whatever, man. It's not even a challenge. High, high school baseball. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm playing in the Roy Hobbs World Series. I'm playing every Sunday. I'm pitching five innings every yeah. every time out there because they don't let you go more than five. Yeah. I, I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for you, bro. So you got to bring me a bat. I don't even have one at what? the moment. I got like 18 bats. You can Br- use one. Bring a bat. All bring, right, me like so a, bring me like a drop seven, something that'll <laughs> hit the ball pretty far. What? I don't use metal bats. Oh, you're using wood bats. We okay. use wood bats. Fair bro. enough. Come Fair on, enough. we're grown. We're grown men. You are. We are grown men. Does Adley Rutschman use a metal well, bat? Well, I mean, you, the only way you get called up to the Orioles if you're going to use your wood bats. So. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they don't want. They're not calling me up to hit. Yeah, true. They, they, they're calling me up to be a, a a a cheerleader and a guy who can give them an inning in a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know? I'd enough. like to see how I could do it in, in, in coming in like um like like I, I what, what's his name Phillips Brendan what's his name Brett Phillips Brett Phillips screw that guy yeah he got some outs by by the way like like he is a middling player at best he was hitting one ninety yet that guy torches the Orioles he's no good he had five home runs against the Orioles last year he was a top prospect at one point though yeah I know he was yeah but he hasn't it hasn't come to fruition no but he had five home runs against the Orioles last year in a season that saw him get two hundred and seventy at bats and hit thirteen home runs yeah five of them came against the Orioles and then last night hitting one ninety seven rips a two run single. In the right field, like, what the f is going on here? I don't know. The, the, it, it, I it, don't know. The, the, it's always these guys who don't do anything against anybody else, but then come in against you. Nick Swisher was a good player, yeah. not great. He made a career Nick against the Orioles. I hated Nick Swisher. Who was the other guy? Lori Aoki for the don't. Blue Jays made a career off of hitting against the Orioles. He was a lot better hitter than I gave him credit for, though. But Glaber Torres did for a year. Uh, Randall Gritchick, oh, Aaron yeah. Aaron Judge. I used to like coming here, and now I don't. Yeah, because you hit two home runs instead of three. I'm sorry that you can't hit 17 home runs against the Orioles anymore. <laughs> Go cry to your mama. Like, like I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, we only have a few minutes until we get Mike Bordick on the phone, but this is a huge day in Baltimore. We're talking about the debut of Adley Rutschman. If you're just tuning in, Adley Rutschman getting the call to the Orioles today. Sure did. We'll be behind the dish catching former teammate and now current teammate Kyle Bradish. Zach and I will be in attendance as the bat-around sure goes rogue to Camden Yards. Um, the bat-around gets drunk at Camden Yards. I'm not getting drunk. <laughs> I'm so, kidding. So, I'm somebody's got to drive. Kidding. Um, but, yeah, man, this is like a – the excitement around this team, and you're watching how they're playing. You saw how they were playing before the injuries. Mm-hmm. Now that everybody's back healthy, they're playing that way again. And now you add Adley Rutschman into the into the fold. What's how high can the, can these birds fly? <laughs> um, realistically, decently high. <laughs> I think that'd be the word for it. They've already flown high at, at some points this year, where they they've come out and they've played you know great games where you've gone, man, that's the Orioles that we've been waiting to see. That they're breaking out of their shell, they're breaking out of this rebuild, and this is the team that we want to see. But then they'll come and they'll, they'll they'll play some really bad games too, and it's been a mixed bag. And they're uh, they have a pretty 
bad losing record for the reason because they're 16 not 16 and 24. Right, they're not incredibly talented yet at the moment. But you add in a guy who's an elite defender and an elite hitter, at least we hope, and, he, and I don't want to put great expectations on the bat, at least from the start. But look, the guy makes a big difference. And he's probably, if he plays, let's say, what? How many games are left in the season, roughly? 125, roughly? They are 16 and 24. There's 122 games. 122 left. games. So if Rutschman plays 110 of those 122 games, that could easily be a three-war player. Easily. Maybe even more. And that, to me, is an extremely valuable piece you're adding into this lineup. You're basically adding in a three-war player tonight. And that's, to me, a, a extremely exciting thing. And I, they can fly higher, just not super high. I, I mean, I don't expect this team to turn it around and start, you know, maybe win 15 of their next 16 or something. But, yeah, like, the, it's, look, the, the, the team's not going to make the playoffs. But what, And Stan said it. They've been playing competitive, competitive baseball day in and all day year. out. All year long, all there, year. there haven't. You, there's maybe a handful with a finger or two left over, a handful of games <laughs> uh, in which the Orioles just were never in it. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and to their credit, they have a never say die attitude. They were down two runs in the tenth yesterday, and yeah. they scored two runs. They were down a run in the eleventh, and they came back and scored, and then they hit the walk off home run. That, that's a game that the Orioles in the past. Probably lose in regulation. 100%. And I don't know if their pitching would have kept them in it. Uh, right. the, the pitching, having that depth to go so late into the game like they did with Nick Vespi. I mean, Vespi, we didn't even talk about We Vespi, haven't even talked about got, got Picked up the win in his first major league game, and he had three different pitches yeah. on Pitching Ninja. That slider? Deadly. My, my God. Deadly. <laughs> I, I saw someone said it had like 15 inches of break. Mm-hmm. Like That is substantial. Uh, Nick Vespi, very, very nasty. And he looked great last night. And, and uh, you know. It, you look at the lineup that you're probably going to see tonight, and it's going to be Mullins, Hayes, Mancini. Uh, so, or, I'm sorry. Mullins, Hayes, Santander, Mancini, Mountcastle, Rutschman, <laughs> Mateo, Urias. And then who am I leaving out? That's a great question. Um, I, oh, oh, and Tyler Nevin. Oh, right, yeah. Ty, uh, yeah. You look at that lineup, and this is the best lineup we've seen in Baltimore in quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't help but get excited. I mean, you're removing 140 hitters yeah. for Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman. Uh, like, it's... This is such a huge move. It's such a huge day in Baltimore, and it's right. It, it's nice and hot and muggy outside. It's it's summer baseball at its finest. I cannot wait to get to the ballpark at this moment. I also cannot wait to talk to our next guest, who will be on here shortly. He is uh, Orioles Hall of Famer and former shortstop Mike Bordick. I uh, just want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by Simply the Bets. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook Assistant GM Leon Twyman and Vicens Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Ally Sp- Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Listen to PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Joining us now on the bat around, he is an Orioles Hall of Famer, former shortstop Mike Bordick. Mike, thank you for taking a few minutes for us this morning. How are you today? I'm great. Hey, thanks for having me this morning. Uh, we're, we, we're thrilled. We tried to get you last week, but you had a really important event, so we understood that. Glad you could do it this week. 
Mike, uh, they kind of threw a wrench in my spokes today. All right, they, they announced Adley Rutschman, and the first half of my questions were about why Adley Rutschman isn't here. So I have to do this on the fly with you now. How exciting is it to see this, this top prospect finally get called up to the Orioles? What does it mean to this city to say, finally be able to say that Adley Rutschman is here and he's a Baltimore Oriole? Man, you know, it's, uh, I mean, this is what they've needed to do for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all kind of been, uh, you know, waiting on pins and needles, anticipating this day. And, you know, not necessarily um, for Adley or the fans. I think more so for the organization, for the team. Um, just a nice little shot in the arm. Now, granted, they played well the last couple of days, and I'm not at all upset about how they've been playing. I think, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty impressed with how the Orioles have been doing. But, you know, he's kind of sending a message that, this is this is more now it's Mike Elias's time, you know. Here we go. It's mm-hmm. on his clock. Now we're going to start seeing some of the prospects that he's been able to sign over the last few years start to make their move into the major leagues and uh Rutschman's going to be a foundational piece and I think, you know, with some of the pieces they have right now with Austin Hayes and Cedric Mullins, uh Mateo, I'll put in that category as well. Uh, I think Rutschman's going to fit in really well. And um, I'm not going to say he's going to knock the cover off the ball out of the gate, but you, you never know. I mean, he is a, an incredible talent, and Oriole fans should uh, really be excited about this time. Now, Bordy, you mentioned how the Orioles have been playing recently. and they, they've Overall, they've been playing some pretty darn good baseball, better than we've seen in Baltimore for quite a while now, despite that six-game losing streak. But let's talk about that for a minute. The six-game losing streak came right when we saw Ryan Mountcastle, Jorge Mateo, Austin Hayes, and Ramon Arias all go down. As soon as those guys get back in the line, with the exception of Mountcastle, the Orioles start playing better baseball. They lose two one-run games back-to-back against the Yankees, and then they have back-to-back walk-off home run wins against the Yankees and then the Rays. Now you're getting Mountcastle back. Now you're getting Rutschman in the middle of that lineup, replacing guys who are hitting 130, 140 in your order. This team is different, and, and I don't think that they're going to go out and suddenly win 90 games and make the playoffs this year, but what kind of ceiling could they have, especially when you look at what, uh, what they still have winning in the wings, like a guy like Grayson Rodriguez? Yeah, they're definitely much more competitive. I think the talent is just you know, oozing out of this team, uh, really. I mean, Austin Hayes, it's great to see him you know, staying healthy, although he just had a little setback with the stitches, but... You know, you hope he can play 140 to 150 games a season. I think uh, he's on the verge of, I'm not going to say he's going to do what Cedric Mullins did, but at least establish himself. Last year he had a very solid year. And this year you can tell his confidence has skyrocketed. Um, So he's kind of settling in. And I think with guys like Ryan Mountcastle, you know, he's just going to get better and better as each day goes by. His experience in the big leagues, I've been really surprised, pleasantly surprised, how well Mountcastle's been doing defensively at first base. Um, really stand out, and he's a big kid, so he gives his infield a nice target. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, compete right now in the American League East, but I'll tell you what, they're, they're, they're kind of fun to watch. Um, you know, they're still going to have their bumps, I think, a lot of times, especially with with pitching, uh, new pitchers, sometimes they can kind of surprise attack teams a little bit. And, you know, maybe the Orioles are in that kind of mode right now. But when you get guys that are riding waves of confidence like mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. you just let them run with it because you never know where it could go. I mean, 
there is a nice group of arms right now that have had and enjoyed some early season success. And, and you hope that just kind of keeps rolling through the summer because, uh, there are some big time arms out there, you know, guys throwing mid nineties, even these guys are calling up from the minor leagues. Every guy's throwing in the mid nineties to high nineties. So great stuff. And they're having really good success right now. And let's talk about some of those arms who aren't quite here yet. Grayson Rodriguez. I, I I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves a little bit here, Mike. Uh, I noticed that he got put on the same pitching schedule as Spencer Watkins. And we don't want to talk about a guy losing their job or anything like that, but all that Grayson Rodriguez did this past Tuesday was go out there, throw 87 pitches, which was a season high, and strike out 11 over five and a third shutout innings. What more does Grayson Rodriguez need to prove at the minor league level? We've heard some rumors, and nothing more substantial than rumors, that there's a chance that he could be pitching in Baltimore as early as tomorrow. How much more does he need to prove down there? Well, I don't, I don't know that he needs to prove much more. I, I think, you know, so many times we get caught up in the, the seasoning aspect of things. I think, you know, along with uh, the analytic side of the game of baseball, a lot of things have really changed. Uh, and organizations have just uh, said, hey, listen, there's a youth movement going on. They're willing to call guys up at 19, 20 years old and, you know, learn at the major league level. And I think the more experience they get, especially on a team that, you know, isn't projected to, uh, you know, compete in the American League East, why not expose them to the major leagues? Um, why not? You know, let them learn up here. I mean, there's been so much development. That's what Brandon Hyde and his coaching staff is really known for is their their development. Um, Not developing a championship team right now, but developing major league players and how to play consistently at the highest level. So I think when Rodriguez and Hall get this kind of exposure, they're only going to be better for it. Mike, Zach Goodman here. I I did want to ask you about something you said earlier. You talked about how... Maybe you can start judging Mike Elias now for the decisions he's making. So obviously through you know 2018 to 2021, you kind of have to, I guess, take everything with a grain of salt because they're in a rebuild and they're not really trying to compete. But is now the time where you really start judging Elias and you actually start to decide whether or not he's a good GM or a bad GM? <laughs> it's a tough question. Uh, well, you know, I think the Orioles have been fortunate in the sense that They've certainly been able to take advantage of some higher draft picks, you know, yeah. over the mm-hmm. last four or five seasons. So um, I think there's a, some excitement there with the amount of prospects that could potentially have an impact in the organization. And I think ultimately, yeah, that, that's exactly what he's going to be uh, judged on. Uh, that's what he came over to do. He, he tore the whole organization down and he started that process, or at least, his, I don't know, I'd say in the middle, maybe a little beyond that. Uh, right now, kind of really developing the um, international market, which is great. So I, I think there's a, a better, you know, pool of players to to choose from. I, I think they've they've had an ability now to to save some money, so that the potential to sign free agents or sign some higher end international players is is right there for them. So there are a lot of good things that have happened um, through these you know, trying times, you know. So fortunately, I think they've kind of done it, um, I guess, the right way. I know we've been hungry for, you know, more competitive baseball for a while now, but it seems like now we're on the other side. And I think the Adley Rutschman call-up is is that sign, okay? Because 
there's no way we're going to lose 100 games a season now with, with the number one prospect in baseball here, or at least we shouldn't. Yeah. And I just expect more of these top young prospects in the organization that have pushed the uh, minor leagues to the top of the, you know, the, the food chain um, to be called up and get major league experience. Yeah, no, I, I, I fully agree. It's an exciting time, Mike, to be a, to be an Orioles fan after everything that the, the fans have been through, losing 470-plus games the last four seasons, to finally start to see this thing come to fruition. Uh, one of those guys that we're really hoping has a big impact on this ball club now and in the future is D.L. Hall. And, you know, they put up this uh, uh, um, an image on the, on the broadcast last night. He threw 69 pitches, 30 of them uh, were at 98 miles an hour plus. Last night, which is all good and well, Mike, but the ERA six fifty two, and he got knocked around again last night. Uh, more, I believe he walked three guys. Uh, are you, is there any kind of concern that he hasn't hit the ground running? The velocity is there, the strikeouts are there, but the the rest of the numbers just aren't at AAA to this point. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, there's always concern. Can a can a guy command his stuff? Because if he can, he's only going to hurt you know the team when he gets to the big leagues. But you know, look what happened to Keegan Aiken. Um, and I think he's a great example. Now, he might not have the stuff that, that Hall has, or at least velocity-wise, but he has been able to make adjustments. He learned from his experience uh, uh, last year and the year before, and, man, right now he's as, as lights out as you're going to see, lefty coming out long relief out of the bullpen. He oh, is just on his game, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, just I think, who knows, we don't know exactly what the philosophy is, but why couldn't Hall kind of, get his feet wet in the bullpen if they wanted to call him up or if they want him to just kind of keep learning through, you know, his experiences. Ultimately, it's going to come down to, you know, his, his command, uh, you know, because big league hitters, even if you're throwing 98, if you're all over the place, then that just helps them kind of zone to the middle of the plate. Right. And when you make that mistake, it's just going to hammer it. So, um, you know, Michael Elias, he, did, it was, he was a little hesitant to pull the trigger on Mountcastle because of plate discipline. And I think, you know, he's probably going to hold back a little bit on Hall until he can prove that he can kind of harness that command a little bit right now. I mean, it seems like every guy that they're calling up throws in the mid-90s, but the uh, the reason they're here is because, you know, they're able to limit those walks. I mean, in my opinion, you know, walks are as painful as errors. You're just giving, mm-hmm. you know, the opposition those extra opportunities. So command is certainly uh, omnipotent. Uh, you know, it really needs to be the most important thing for pitchers to make to the big leagues. Absolutely. I like the point that you brought up about Mike Elias because he's proven, and you look no further than the Adley Rutschman situation, he's not bringing these players up until he deems they're ready to be here and stay here. And that's never been more evident than with Adley Rutschman. So I can see your scenario playing out with D.L. Hall. He's going to wait till he proves that he can consistently throw the ball over the plate. Uh, I do want to ask you, being that you're a former shortstop, a former high-quality shortstop, Jorge Mateo. He's made some flashy plays for the Orioles this season. Seems to be in the middle of everything these days. Uh, what do you like about Jorge Mateo's game, and what p- kind of player do you think he could ultimately turn out to be? Well, I, I, I think he's the best athlete on the team, mm-hmm. uh, hands down. I mean, he does it all. He, he flies. He's got a great arm. He's got um, a great internal clock. And, and for me, that's really a separator, especially a shortstop. And, and – you know, so he understands situational baseball. He understands the speed of the ball, speed of the runner. He's got the athleticism to make, um, you know, some of the better plays uh, in in the game. Um, 
he made a couple beauties last night, uh, mm-hmm. just not giving up on the ball, uh, hustling out down the left field line and throwing that guy out at, at second base. I mean, every night he's doing something pretty special. I know they're still concerned, like like most uh, with major league infielders, just ball security, um, kind of catch it a little bit cleaner, especially on the routine play. But um, I've been just really happy with the way he's been playing. He. He's one of the most dynamic shortstops in the game right now, and I think he's just going to get better. And I'm glad they've kind of given him that shortstop position to really kind of to thrive and learn. And uh, he hasn't disappointed one bit. Yeah, he he certainly brings a lot of electricity to the defense and to the and to the lineup uh, day in and day out. He's been a, an exciting player to watch. And go figure, a former top prospect, all you have to do is give him an opportunity and watch him run with it. So it's been it's been great to see. Now, uh, Mike, before we let you go, we play a game here on the bat around uh, that we call Take to Rake. And what we do here is uh, Zach, myself, and uh, the guests that we have on that particular Saturday pick one player that we think is going to have the best offensive week for the Orioles. Now, there's a few rules to this game. Uh, you can't pick the same player that you that was picked last time. So our last guest that we had was Ben McDonald, and he picked um, Austin Hayes. Did he not? I believe so. Yeah, he picked Austin Hayes. So, so Mike, <laughs> if, you, if you do play with us, you're not allowed to take Austin Hayes. Uh, you also... Uh, if you won the week before, you pick first the next week. With that in mind, um, I won this past week. I took Trey Mancini. Zach took uh, Cedric Mullins. Uh, Mancini went 9 for 26 with a home run, 3 RBIs, 4 walks, and 5 Ks. Cedric Mullins went 5 for 26, 2 walks, 6 Ks, 1 RBI. Now, Mike, normally that would mean that I would pick first. But since you're the guest and you've never been on this show before, one, do you want to play this game with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to play the game. Okay, cool. <laughs> Two, you get to pick first since you're a first-time guest on the bat around. So go ahead. Who are you taking for take the rake for this coming week? Okay, well, I am going to uh, – wow. I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say Ryan Mountcastle. Okay. Ryan Mountcastle is yeah. a fair pick. He's been a winner for a lot of us uh, over the yeah. last year or two. That's a that's a solid pick, and he's being activated supposedly before the game today. So that's a solid pick, and take the rake starts tonight, Mike. So I like the pick. Uh, I'm going to go second, and as much as I want to take the guy, it's his first time in the big leagues. Yeah. I can't quite do it yet. So <laughs> I can't take Adley Rutschman. Maybe next week when, when I inevitably win again this week. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Scoreboard. Uh, this week I'm gonna take. Well, it's, we're tied three, three, and one. Exactly. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Austin Hayes. I think Austin Hayes. The hands okay. getting healthy. I think he's gonna start tearing the cover off the ball again. So Zach, go ahead. Who you got this week? I wanted Austin Hayes. Uh, that was gonna be my guy. It comes down to. Trey Mancini and Adley Rutschman for me. I'm gonna Do go. Tra- it. I'm, I'm gonna go Trey. Ah, uh, nobody's take. You know what? Fine, I'll, I'll go Adley Rutschman. I'll go Adley Rutschman. Take your one. I'll take Adley Rutschman. <laughs> you gonna take Adley? Yeah, it gives me more incentives to even All to even right. this week. So. All right. I'll take Adley Rutschman. Bordy taking Ryan Mountcastle. I'm taking Austin Hayes and Zach Goodman taking Adley Rutschman with his major league debut <laughs> tonight. It's Mike, a terrible thank, idea. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us today. We certainly appreciate. it. Hopefully, we'll talk to you down the line. Are, are you gonna be at the game tonight? Are you doing anything for 105.7 tonight for the game? Uh, Monday. Yeah, this week I'm gonna be on. Okay. For 105.7, yeah. We look forward to listening to that. Until then, Mike, uh, thank you so much for tuning in, for, for coming on with us, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Take it easy. 
That was Orioles Hall of Famer and former shortstop, former defensive wizard Mike Bordick joining yeah. us. And it seemed like he had a workout that was going on. Maybe yeah, it sounded like kids, it. <laughs> at a kids' um, sporting event Maybe. or something like that. But uh, gracious enough to join us uh, yeah. on the program today. Hell of a guy. Yeah. Hell of a guy. Um, I'll tell you, I, I worked with Mike Bordick's son briefly when he was interning at Masson back in 2014. And... Um, it runs in the family. Just just a, a, a good bloodline there. They're, they're all just, from what I've seen, great people. And Bordy, again, gracious enough to come on the program. So we certainly appreciate that, uh, as always. Take to Rake today was brought to you by the Baltimore Police. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. When we come back in, we'll close things out with our final thoughts here on The Battle Round. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. PressBox is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook Assistant GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Thursday, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Welcome back to the Batteron. Have to let that Batteron music play. No longer GCR music. But today's show is brought to you by Pressbox's Glenn Clark Radio because it's the definitive place to find the best daily discussion of Baltimore sports. Watch the show every weekday from 10 to noon at youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. With podcasts available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, you never know who might pop up on GCR. This week, the guys caught up with Orioles pitcher, Keegan Aiken, Maryland lacrosse coach John Tillman, and Baltimore basketball legend Muggsy Bogues. Find those interviews and more in the Glenn Clark Radio Week interview feature right now at PressBoxOnline.com. Paul, final thoughts? I got to unmute you. You got got to unmute me. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, Friday, yesterday, was my last day on Glenn Clark Radio. As Glenn puts it, I've taken a job with Super Mega Corp. Um, <laughs> sold my soul yeah. for, to the, for the almighty dollar. Um, no, look, what, what, uh, uh, the, the, producing Glenn Clark Radio is um, it's a job for a younger person or some, who's trying to break in or somebody whose schedule allows for it. My schedule for seven months allowed for it. Now, my, my schedule no longer uh, does. I have an opportunity to do... Some really big things for my family uh, now and in the future. So I'm excited to do that. So I will no longer be on Glenn Clark Radio, but don't you worry. We'll still be coming to you every Saturday with the bat around right here at Press Box Sports in Baltimore. When do you start with your uh, your new company? Uh, we are not going to talk about that on the air. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, just curious. Yeah, this month. Okay. This, in, in the next... Um, th- this month. Okay. This month. Um, but yeah, so... With that in mind, uh, I just want to say for all of you that supported me, all of you that reached out to me and told me how good the show was with me on it, whether that was true or not, I certainly appreciate <laughs> it. I certainly enjoy. Uh, I shouldn't certainly enjoyed coming to you guys live uh, Monday through Friday for seven seven months and you know, seven months when you can fi- factor into the into it that Kyle Ottenheimer was there for seven years. Yeah. Seven wow. months is really? not a yeah is not a long time, but. It's still a substantial amount of time to be on the air every single day and coming to you all with uh, some Baltimore sports content. It was a lot of fun. I did get choked up um, talking to Glenn about it at the end of the show yesterday because um, I'm a bit of a sap, and that's just kind of what <laughs> I do. Um, Cried uh, when he got the dog on Friday. I, I, big, I, big crying day. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't cry about the dog. Um, but no, um, somebody was talking to me. Somebody came up to me who, I, who I've known since I was in preschool. We went to school together, preschool through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. I see him at the gym every day. And he came up to me and goes, Paul, 
you know, these O's, man, they're flying, man. He's like, I expect them to be the worst team in baseball, but they're not bad. They're they're fighting every day. I was like, and I was like, yeah, Adley Rutschman's coming up. My lips started to quiver a little bit. I was like, Adley Rutschman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just super excited about it, man. So <laughs> love it. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I'm we're still gonna be here every Saturday to give bringing you the the bat around for the foreseeable future until uh, Zach also joins Super Mega Corp and decides to leave me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so final thoughts. Today's final thoughts are brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Maryland. You can bet on every sport with 61 self-service kiosks opening to open 24-7 and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. There are some huge events happening before the end of the month, including the NBA and NHL playoffs, the PGA Championship final round tomorrow, and the Champions League final and the Gervonta Davis-Rolando Romero fight. You can reserve your spot in the FanDuel Sportsbook for all of these events right now by emailing events at sportssocial.com md.com that's events at sportssocialmd.com final thoughts here on the bat around today i wonder what my final thought is going to be i don't know that's up for you to decide i wonder it's about adley rochman yeah of course it's about adley and it's about the orioles uh, as a whole and it's about what what i'm seeing blossom right before my eyes Mm -hmm. here on this team and and look the, the pitching like we said earlier today is taking a little bit of a step back um, but they still have solid arms in that bullpen and in that rotation. And the way they've been playing, we haven't seen this brand of baseball in quite a while here in Baltimore. Even the, the, the record doesn't show it yet. But what have I been saying for the last two years, Zach? That they are turning, starting to turn the corner and becoming a more competitive that, team. That's not what I said. Well, that's what you've been saying all show. Right. <laughs> but what I've been saying for the last two years oh, two, is, I mean, is you can't expose Adley oh, to this brand of baseball to that brand of baseball that that's the Orioles not what I were playing through, through 2021. And they're not. No. They're not. We're watching this team play competitive baseball day in and day out. We're watching them win wa- game, close games with walk-off home runs on back-to-back nights. The Yankees with the best record in baseball. The Rays who have been to the World Series and won, uh, won 100 games um, the last few years. Yeah. Uh, 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 they they've they beat them after losing 15 straight to them. This is a different ball club. Yeah. And you add Adley Rutschman into the mix. Ryan Mountcastle, Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander, Cedric Mullins, and then the pitching that you have coming. It, this is the most excited I have been as an Orioles fan since early 2017. The, the, where you yeah. just, you can feel it. You can feel it in the air. You you can feel the tide changing in yeah. Baltimore, and you hear it from everybody you talk to. Stan yeah. Charles, uh, Mike Bordick on the show today. We we heard it from Todd Karpovich and Dan Connolly. You can feel the tide changing in Baltimore. Yeah, and you get that next step tonight with Adley Rutschman debuting. It is, you know, I I was talking with my wife the other night, and I feel so fortunate that I have something outside of family and friends, that I love as much as I love the Orioles. And to see them take that next step, to see them playing the way that they're playing, and to know that that, that, that light at the, end of, at the end of the tunnel is getting ever bigger every single day, mm-hmm. it warms my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm happier than a clam right now, uh, <laughs> or a pig in S right now. Yeah, This is such a huge day for Baltimore, and I think that today marks the turnaround. I can't wait to eat some crab fries tonight and watch Adley Rutschman debut. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. The line's probably going to be insane. I won't get those crab fries. I say that now. That's my final thought. Dude, no, I I'm went, just kidding. Well, I went to I went to opening day. Mm-hmm. And, I was there as well. And my dad and I were on the lower level. Okay, right? we, were, we were up top. And, and I went to go get some food, and the line was ridiculous. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. So what did I do? I climbed all the stairs up to the upper deck and didn't have to wait in line. Yep. 
You know where we're sitting today? No idea. Upper deck. Are we? Right behind home plate. Okay. In the lower level of the upper deck. Ah, yeah, that's a good spot. Great seats. Great spot. But also an opportunity to not have to wait in line. Hopefully, for some crabby fries. Yeah, I, I can't wait for those crab fries. Those are they're calling my name right now. I'm not a crab fries guy. Oh, really? I'm I not like, a crab fries guy. Just give me normal ass fries. Do you like creamy stuff? Is that kind of? I like creamy. I'm not a big crab dip guy. My, oh, okay. my wife right. makes incredible crab dip. Mm, okay. And I've had a good crab dip in my day, but for the most part, <laughs> ballpark crab dip, not for me. Oh, I love it. I not love for it. Me. Yeah, you Person. might as well go. You might as well go get sushi at a gas station. <laughs> wow. Now, I don't know if that's a good comparison. Anyway, your final thought, sir. <laughs> My final thought. Um, maybe a little more um, negative than yours was, but kill you. I want to talk about Chris Owings. Um, I think the Orioles need to move on from Chris Owings. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I think that we're, we've gotten to a point where he's shown that 20 strikeouts and 43 at-bats is the brand of baseball we'll get from Chris Owings. And I, I think the Orioles can do much better. I don't know who it is. Maybe it's Rishi Martin. Maybe it's Ryland Bannon. I don't know, but... Whoever it is, I almost assure you they can play better than Chris Owings has at the Major League level. I don't think the Orioles are in a position anymore with the way the tide is turning and with the way this team is going that they can afford to have automatic outs in this lineup. And Chris Owings, he's hitting 140. He's not that far from an automatic out. And that's something that I think needs to change pretty quickly for the Orioles. And, you know, you, you only play him once or twice a week. I get it. But it's still too much. Once or twice a week is too much. And Chris Owings may turn it around, and maybe I'll be wrong. I, I, you know, I could be eating these words in a few weeks. But I think as of now, I haven't seen enough for Chris Owings to still be in this lineup and, and, and still be on this bench. No, I, I think you're exactly right. And like you said, it goes back to the tides are turning. Yeah. And it's just that you can't afford to have an automatic out anymore. You could in 2019. You could. Because you were trying, guys. And you never know. Maybe a guy like Chris Owings in 2019 turns it around and becomes the Chris Owings that he was five years ago. But I don't think you can afford to try that anymore with a guy like him. I think you've got better options and you can more supplement this lineup with a guy like Richie Martin or a guy like Ryland Bannon. Even though they're not great baseball players either, they're better. Well, and, and here's the other thing. It's not even that they're better. You got to see what you have in them. Sure, Chris yeah. Owings is here. Any part of Chris Owings is part of this team's future. No, he's he's the odd man out right now. I don't think Ryland or Richie are either. To be right, fair, right? But maybe Ryland Bannon bridges a gap until somebody gets here to play sure. third base or gets here to play second base. Right? Yeah, there's as nobody, a, as there's a nobody, utility guy. Right? Maybe Richie Martin is your utility infielder. Could be. Right? But they certainly fact have a chance to factor into the into the re, into the next wave of, of competition for right. the Orioles. Chris Owings doesn't. No. Even if Chris Owings is hitting 350 with eight home runs right now, he's getting traded. Right. You're not going to get any value for him now. It's time to wave bye-bye to Chris Owings. And, and Agreed. He, here's the thing, man, and I'm outspoken on Twitter and outspoken in general when it comes to the Orioles, and I, I tend to sometimes go overboard with, with my criticism of them because I'm so close to them. You know what I mean? Sure. But I, uh, a guy like Ruth Neto Dor, I don't have a qualm saying anything bad about him because punched he, a guy in the face, on he, 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 which is awesome. It's the coolest thing he's ever done. Uh, sure. Hitting forty-five home runs in a single season was cooler. I wish he would do that. You're a Baltimore baseball fan, and you don't care that Ruth Neto Dor punched. Jose I'd rather Jose him, Bautista. I'd rather him hit forty-five home runs for the Orioles. He's never done that. He's never hit 45 home okay, runs. Okay, 40 or something like that. He, he, no, he, he's hit 30 home runs, topping out of 33. Was it? Was it? He's hit 30 home runs three times, topping out, I believe, at 33. Fair back enough. Back in, like, 2016. Um, yeah, Ruth Neto Door. Look, I don't have anything per, uh, personally. I know I am. I don't have anything personally against these guys. And mm -hmm. I don't. I try not to 
outwardly single out a certain a specific player because mm. a I might want to talk to him on the show. B I don't want anybody taking things personally. Not that they take a guy who has an internet radio show every Saturday per, uh, seriously, but I I don't want to alienate a guy. Mm-hmm. With that being said, all I know about these guys is they play baseball for the Baltimore Orioles, and they don't do it well. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what, what else do I have to go on? No, Chris, you Chris don't. Owings could be the nicest guy in the world, a great family man. He gives all of his money to charity and is in church every Sunday morning and you know is doing all the right things. You know, He could be a saint of a man. I don't know that about him. I know that he plays baseball for the Orioles and not very well. You're so right. So I'm, I'm going to say he shouldn't be here anymore. You're at a point now, to your point, where the talent is coming up in the system, it's time to not to get rid of players like this. Automatic outs don't have a place in this team any longer. And you've done it with DJ Stewart. Right. Right? And you got rid of Paul Fry. And right. you DFA'd um, Logan Allen, and luckily he cleared waivers and you got the key. Yeah. You, did, you did it with Kelvin Gutierrez. What's stopping you from doing it with Chris Owings? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Guys, it's Happy Adley Day. Happy, happy Adley Day. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Um, a few times. I that didn't know that was part of it, but Marshall, wow. Marshall's wife was Lily. Okay. And when it was Lily's birthday or a, a Lily Day, happy Lily Day. Happy, happy Lily Day. I just changed Lily to Adley. It is Adley Day in here in Baltimore. Wow. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm kidding. We are, we are super <laughs> excited. Zach and I are going to be at the ballpark. We will. Until next week. There's no, how do we top this show? We can't week? top this show. Yeah, how, how do we top this? Got to get Adley next week. We got to get Adley. <laughs> Special thanks uh, to Stan the Fan for his, uh, his his weekly segment, as always. Special thanks to Gunnar Henderson for taking time out of his uh, Lego building to come on the show <laughs> and talk to us today. <laughs> and even more, and also special Good. thanks to Mike Bordick, who was finally able to get on the show and give us great content and intel, as always. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Battery Realm. We'll see you next week. Until then, see ya!